Saturday night. Colette, how are you this evening? I'm good, how are you? Oh, well, <laughs> we're broadcasting here tonight from COVID Central <laughs> after, um, yeah, having a <clears throat> lovely weekend away at our conference last week. We, um, well, I particularly ended up at home with a, a dose of the cough, uh, spicy cough. Yeah. So here we are. We're, I'm going to struggle through for a little bit here and you've joined me here. Um, to start the show off, Mike's a little delayed. Yes. yes. And um, Yogi's on a special mission. He is. So, anyway, we are we are here. We are live. So we're going to uh, do what we can. So, <laughs> We've been let loose. <laughs> if, uh, don't lose my voice. So we've had um, had a few pills. Had a, little, <laughs> had a little rest this afternoon, but I must say it has um, it has particularly knocked me. I didn't. Um, wasn't aware it could sort of barrel you as much as it is, but we have our ups and downs through the day. But but we're getting there. So anyway, you've had a little bit of the cough yourself, but you've tested negative so far. Yes, I haven't got the spicy spicy flu. I'm just um, or spicy cough, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, have had a bit of a tickle in my throat and a runny nose, and mm. it's barrelled you though for the first time. I think I've ever seen you not really that well yeah it's uh, it has a it has a mixed bag of effects on you but uh yeah so we just more, mike should be along here shortly and we might even have another guest for you to have a yarn to later on but yeah amanda said she might call in she's watching her niece her niece has a ball on tonight so she's going to watch her walk the red carpet and have a few photos and what have you but said after that she if she gets a chance she'll she might call in. So. She might come on and say g'day. So. She'll take Yogi's spot. <laughs> yeah, well, we could say that's big shoes to fill, but we know them quite well. So. Well, they are. That's right. They are big shoes. Yeah, yeah so you still had a big week running around. We've had Valentine's Day through the week. And <laughs> I mean, no different to us, son. I, um, <laughs> I think it was actually Thursday you arrived home with a great big thing of flowers, six yeah, red roses. Six red roses. And I thought, yeah, he's trying to trying to mow my grass. <laughs> and then we learnt that um, it was actually Colette had picked up for our son for, for his, his girlfriend. girlfriend. Yes. So yeah, he's learnt something different than surfing. <laughs> but anyway, he has, yes. he, he's been off getting a few driving lessons, Colette. He has. He's um he'll be seventeen on Monday, and he's sitting his peas on Wednesday. And I don't know whether I'm excited or not about that. I'm a little bit torn really I'm excited for him so I don't have to get up every morning and drive him to work but I don't I don't think I'm ready for him to grow up and spread his wings and have his own go off in the car on his own teenage boys have been out on the road on their own so it is a little tough for him when you've got parents who are road safety advocates and probably see a a few things that go on that you probably wish you didn't sometimes but um yeah, so it gets a bit difficult for the kids when you're trying to protect them and they're just trying to be kids. Kids. <laughs> so, but anyway, he's um, he's going through a few lessons with people other than us and they 
tell us that he's not a bad driver. So. Yes, that he's doing okay. But we've all been through it, so... They seem to grow up too quick. They do. It's only like yesterday, though, you know, when they're sitting on your knee, steering a car around the paddock on the way to the bus or something. And, you know, sadly for them, they they didn't get to enjoy that entire time growing up on the farm. But, yeah, at least they had a bit of of an idea. And that was something we were all very lucky. Well, I was very lucky to have growing up on the land. It sort of had a bit of that mechanical respect. But anyway, so... So moving on, we must uh, we must thank Rentco. We must. Yes. Rentco Rig of the Month, our yep. sponsor. Yes. So if you're looking for that bit of equipment to tie you over, yes. go to rentco.com.au or you can call 1300-736-826 and they do have just about anything that you'd require to uh, run your transport business, as in trucks and trailers. So... Yeah. yeah, give them a call. See a lot of their equipment up and down the highway a fair bit when you're on it now. It's amazing what you pay attention to. Yeah, sometimes you don't. It's like buying a car, isn't it? You didn't realise there was so many of that type or until yeah, you actually own one. So Rentco's been a bit like that for me and, and you over in the eastern states here to, to um, yeah, see them around. And they don't always have it splashed all over them. It could be just on a mud flap or a sticker or something. But It still sticks out. It does. You'll notice it. Yeah. Yeah, so so Yogi is down in Melbourne Way, Geelong Way, and yes. he will be attending the the Camp Quality Convoy in Geelong tomorrow. But uh, I think I he was hoping to fly under the radar. I don't know how he's expecting to do that with PJ. Oh well, he's not flying under there now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> so people can go and have a look. Well, it actually, looks like we've got Mike trying to call in here. So let's uh, we'll try and get Mike on here and see. He's ring him. Oh, Here hello. he is. G'day, Mike. We are live, so... Oh, awesome. Well, I won't come in with the BB for swear words. No, then. you keep yourself contained there, young man. Oh, well, I'm still firing up all the stuff here in the cage, mate. I've just left into the cage and it's just mayhem here at the moment. Right, eh? So we, do we need to run through what we've already talked about? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I, it's, it's only, we're only 10 minutes in, mate. I've got a late pass. Have you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, got, I, got, I stopped by, got a note from Yogi's mum. Yeah. So that's that's all right. So she's all good. She's yep, all good. Nah, there you go. All yeah. good. No. Sorry I'm late. No. I, I was indulging myself. I had to go over to Penrith, and it's quite a drive over to Penrith from, from Tarmore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so... Oh, that's good. I picked up Rosalie's birthday present. Ah, oh, when's the birthday? So, uh, very, very shortly, actually. <laughs> it's the end of March, mate. We'll all be over there celebrating birthdays at the Mac Master. Yeah, right, eh? Yeah, yeah. birthdays and anniversaries. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Get married yeah. in that time, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, we've just had a mention to Rentco about all the equipment. Oh, have we? Yeah. So. Is an upside down or an inside mm-hmm. out, or you just need some gear to carry you through? So, Mike, you'll be heading back off to Melbourne tomorrow. I am. Are you leaving early so you make it in time for the Taylor Swift concert? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and have you worked out where you're going to park the prime uh, mover? <laughs> oh, mate, I, 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 I've tried to organise to get down there to see Tay-Tay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, but uh, no, we, we're not. We're not. Um, we're not going to see no. Taylor. So There's a lot of people it. going cray cray for Tay Tay. <laughs> Ninety six thousand people at the MCG last night, apparently. And they're doing that three times, I believe, in Melbourne. Yeah. It's like yep, nearly yep, three hundred thousand yep. people. So if you took that in Melbourne, that's like nearly ten percent of their population, isn't it? Well, I think 4 million or something Melbourne, isn't it? No, well, 8%. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of people. Yeah, quite astonishing. Yeah. But I was reading there a bit earlier about uh, the amount of fake tickets about. Well, OK, fake tickets for Tay-Tay. What would you do, though? I mean... Well, uh, be pretty disappointed if you'd caught an aeroplane to go and see there and turn up there and you find out your tickets aren't real. Yeah, that'd be a little bit of annoying. Mm. That'd be a bit of a. So then, I'm pretty sure there'd be ways to check out whether you got fake ones or not. But I suppose you'd have to pick it up. In the yeah, euphoria well, of getting them, maybe people just don't doesn't oh, function. Yeah. Be like us getting a ticket to Bathurst or something with a truck show, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, I remember a truck show for me, mate. I wouldn't worry too much about Bathurst. Oh, let's an old Bathurst fan from way yeah. back. Old V8 yeah. supercars. Yeah, I actually. Um, I actually won a hot lap with Craig Lowndes. Um, Did you really? Yeah, when they used to have the Canberra, the GMC. Yeah. Is it 400, 500 in Canberra there a few years back? Yeah. I did a couple yeah. of hot laps with Craig Lowndes that I won, which was, so, yeah, that was so pretty did you exciting get a stuff. Hot with Craig, did you? I did. She likes the Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the name, I think. Was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. Um, no, just, oh dear, I'm going to stop digging at this point. I think. Mm, dear, don't, don't want to make you blush. Oh, dear. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's just one of those one of those things, though, isn't it? I mean, we, we those like experiences like a hot lap in a in a supercar. That'd be something that you uh, you can't do in your normal everyday life. No. And uh, and you know, very very. Very exciting thing. Oh, I wouldn't have picked you for a V8 fan, Colette. Oh, it's nothing like the rumble. You know when you hear that rumble, Mike? Like you hear a car coming. You don't hear a lot of cars these days that have that real V8 mm. rumble. It's nothing no. better. Nothing better. No. You're a car girl. Yes. Something like old, a lucky mate. <laughs> the old, um, old HQ8Z or something like that. Yep, three hundred eight or a yeah. three hundred seven Chevy or something mm. like that. They had the sound, but anyway, we sort of miss it now. You do. You don't oh, hear it a lot anymore. Occasionally, the, you'll get a car where they've put an exhaust on yeah, it that gives it a bit of a note. But V eight cruisers are starting to they're getting a bit of a tone on them, but they're still they don't get the the crackle quite like. The patrols actually oh. have quite a good note on oh, them. Oh, call it, stop it. I know, I know. Stop. stop. <laughs> it's got to pull that slide down here. <laughs> Fading I, out. I, I had a I had a, uh, a VZ SSV, yeah. and it had it had a, a shocking exhaust system on it from stock, mm. like from standard, and then I went and put a a, a proper exhaust system. I spent nearly a thousand dollars on the exhaust to make it sound right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and uh, once we did that, it. Um, it sounded a sounded a lot better. Um, we just got a little bit of a message here from someone who should remain nameless. He said he wanted to know if the hot lip hot lap is sexualising. 
<laughs> and then he said he had he said he had a hot lap once, and her name was Crystal. Um, so they should remain nameless then. <laughs> it was probably probably a hot lap dance. I would expect knowing the person that sent it to us. <laughs> but anyway, because um, that's that we, we won't tell his. Uh, on, he's messaged me again. Hang on. <laughs> he said, "Nearly loves to rumble." <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Oh, scary stuff! Mm. Really, really, really scary stuff. So, what have you been doing, Colette? What have you? What? Have, first of all, yes. Uh, yeah, okay. You sounded a little bit like choked up and coughing and that there before. Are you going to make it? What are you doing? How long are you going to hang around for? Yeah, I'll see how I travel. Craig's a lot worse than what I am. So we were both sort of sitting there going, how's this going to work tonight? How are we going to keep going until oh. 10 o'clock? He's, I've never, ever seen Craig as sick as what he is. Nothing really yeah. ever knocks him. He's been really, really bored over by this one. But um, I'm not too bad. I haven't tested positive for COVID, but I have not been well. Um, just been... You know, sort of chilling between running around after the kids, as you do, or one yeah. kid that we have at home, you know, driving, taking him for driving lessons because he goes for his peas on Wednesday. And oh, right, eh? So, yeah, it's, um, you know, just doing the normal everyday stuff. Mm-hmm. We're actually yeah. on the, straight, on the straight, right? straight water tonight too, Mike. Yes. Oh, yeah. Craig took a few tablets before we came on air to try and get him through, and he said, maybe I should throw a honey whiskey on this. I said, maybe you shouldn't. (laughs) Maybe you should do a Barnaby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At least I'll be flat on my back in my own home. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's right. We did it. Paul Paul, uh, and I got together and did the news for the podcast earlier today, Mm. and and Barnaby got the Act and the Goat Award. Freeze uh, antics uh, with the uh, with the pills and the uh, and the uh, alcohol. Yeah, right. And of course, now now I've found that I've got to I've got to agree with Zavi Stagel. That's been one of the most challenging experiences I've had for quite some time. Um, you know, because I've got to tell you, I find very little common ground with her. Um, and uh, she said that she'd like to have all the MPs subject to random breath tests. And I'm thinking to myself, gee, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I'd love that. Well, um, are they going to Parliament or from yeah. or in the middle? Yeah, well, um, probably all over the place. There's, there's a reason why they've all got com cars, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it's not so that they can play on their laptop as they're going to and from. Yeah, yeah we've, got a, we've, got a, we've got a pinch hitter if you... One of you wants to take some time. Paul's just volunteered to call in if you want. If we need a hand, he just oh, like can call in. Can he? He's a. He can. He can still call. He said. We, he said. He said. I was just sitting quietly. He said we could do a Barnaby. Do a Barnaby. <laughs> I'll just lie on the floor here. I reckon. I've seen. Okay. How much scotch do I need to drink to do a Barnaby? I wonder. Well, I don't I know. The amount of drugs I've just taken probably not much. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky I'm sitting down. I'm actually starting to feel a bit uneasy on my feet. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to kill it, yeah. Keep, keep the voice. You don't sound fantastic, mate. I've got to tell you, I mean, I, I, I hate to break it, but you don't sound fantastic. I've got another message. You're an idiot, Bear Jenny. Ring in. 
Hey. Yeah. We might talk to him, we might accept his call, who knows? He reckons he, he, reckons he wants to do a random breast test. <laughs> oh, jeez, how, um, how much whiskey's he had tonight? I don't know, maybe maybe don't ring him, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean I, it's, it's, you, 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 we've got a bit of a problem here tonight, mate. When, when I'm the only sane, healthy person in the room, something is seriously wrong, right? Well, if you're coming I'm to just me, curious about how you come to that. <laughs> well, I'm not coughing, me. I'm not coughing, mate. I don't have a, I don't have a uh, any sort of spicy flu or anything like that. I've got a dicky knee, yeah, and, and a crook shoulder, and <laughs> and um, yeah. I mean, it's early in the, early in the night. Maybe we can rectify the sanity part later on. But you know, I don't know. Yeah. Both were the days. I'm just going to circle back. Dicky knee. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Yeah. Like, oh. That was a good show, was it? It wasn't not? a good show. Loved. Well, you didn't like it? No, no, I loved it, mate. Oh, I, yeah, right. Oh. Okay, I thought, I, thought he my, I thought he said no, no, no. Yeah. I believe it because he doesn't really have a sense back, of humour. <laughs> back, no, well, back in my formative years, mate, we used to stop work on a Saturday morning to watch AA at Saturday. Oh, loved Daryl Summers and Dicky yeah. mm, Knee. Yeah. And Pluck a Duck. Pluck a Duck. Pluck a Duck. Of course, who can forget Red Simons with his John, yeah. John Blackman? Yes, doing the voiceovers. I saw John. John's had a bit of a uh, bit of trouble with his mouth and his throat and things. He's been a, he's he's, had a, he's he's suffered a little bit in the last few years. Has he? Yeah, he's still about though. Still kicking. He was part of what band was he? Paul Bear Janney would know this one. What band was he a part of? It was Sherbet. Skyhooks. Skyhook. 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 No. no, that was Shirley Strawn, you yeah, think, Who Who are you just talking about? Red oh, Simons. Red Simons, yeah, Skyhooks. Skyhooks, Skyhook. yeah. Yeah, he used to get the lippy on and, and wear the outrageous yeah. bloody um, costumes and bang the gong. There's a Craig, when we go to a song, Skyhooks. Well, can you put them in a bit? Skyhooks. Sorry. Million dollar riff. <laughs> Million, Million dollar riff. riff. Yeah. And of course, who can forget that Clan Emerson singing horror movie? <laughs> that, that, I mean, that, that's ruined that song for me forever. <laughs> it, really, it really has. I mean, dear oh dear. Oh dear. Hey, Colin, how this chair reclines like this? Yeah, don't fall asleep and go back off it. I don't want to be pulling you out of the pull-up blind thingy that's behind that'd be, you. That'd be, that'd be scary. <laughs> if you hear bang, you know Craig's falling off his chair. <laughs> just fall off his chair. <laughs> And if I'm lying oh. on the floor, can you please make sure you draw a white outline around me? <laughs> just, just so just you can take, take photos. Yeah. Just just take a photo of it and put it on facing and say, there you go. This is what happens. Oh, dear. Well, Mick, Mick P's out there saying, get it right. Craig is feeling ill. He's always yeah. sick. There you go. <laughs> fully sick. Fully, Usually fully sick. Fully sick, that's fully right. Sick. Yeah. Actually, there is a, there's a, I noticed in the shed there's a big subwoofer there. There is a big mm-hmm. subwoofer. The kids drag home and just think, oh, I'll just put that in that shed. Put that in the shed, take up some yeah. room. Might, I'll never use it, but I'll just leave it in the shed. I might have to buy a big amp so I can get a big subwoofer in the shed. <laughs> okay, big sub. Big okay. sub, yeah. Anyway. Well, there you go. It, uh... It strikes me as odd, you know, we were talking earlier, Craig, about there being a supposed cost of living crisis. Mm. There are plenty of people who have spent absolutely thousands of dollars to go and see Tay Tay. 
Yeah, well, this was a discussion we had this morning when we were watching it on the news. I said well, to Craig, yeah. some people are not suffering with um, cost of living, obviously. And it's funny, you know, I think I was telling you, Mike, I, was, I actually read a book about, and I, th- I think it was about the demise of, you know, our social standing and, and all that, and it, it talks yeah. about to the level where we have no realization for uh, monetary value and yep. part of that's because we worship sports stars or music stars or yeah, even yeah. celebrity chefs um, yeah. so we have sort of have no consequence for what what monetary value really is but yeah. anyway that's a much well, cheaper conversation. We might have to start something on a oh, Tuesday yeah. night for that. I reckon. I reckon. I mean, well, once upon a time, a, a hero was a warrior who gave his all to defend our life and limb and, mm. you know, our way of life and all that. Now a hero is someone who can kick a bit of pitchkin. I mean, you know, <laughs> let's, it, it's ridiculous. You know, they call them heroes and they, they're not. They call it, they call them, uh, what do they call them? Um, uh idols to be, you know, looked yeah. up to and admired and all I mean, you get two blokes come pouring out of a pub. This is, this is, I mean, this is an interesting subject to me. Yeah, two, two football players who were supposed to be going and representing their club and then going overseas to play a really big game, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they, they, they come out of a pub, they're supposed to be on the same team and they're flogging the hell out of each other. <laughs> gets videoed, goes on TV. These guys are very, very badly behaved. Uh, we'll just refer to the integrity unit, though, um, instead of the police. But these guys get to keep their spot on the team. They get to go and have the overseas trip. I mean, when I was at school, if you did something bad before the school excursion, you didn't get to go on the bloody school excursion. And you had to do all your homework and everything. You yeah, did. Yeah. And, you know, I used to get lines like, I will not fight with Mike Fitch. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, this is me, like, sharing a little bit about my school history. I wrote, I will not fight with Mike Fitch. I reckon I wrote that 5,000 times at school. Mm. And did it? Because my... No, we used to build the bloody yell out of each other oh, every yeah. weekend. I was just going to say, should we get footballers and that to start? pro-athletes to start doing lines. And when, start I, say doing lines, lines, and when I say lines, absolutely. not the lines that they probably get caught for. Oh, well, that's an entirely different thing, isn't it? It yeah. is. Oh. Sometimes you, the need for winning is outweighs the um, punishment. Yeah. Well, well, you had to like you know, sometimes when they get sports stars that get caught with marijuana in their system and you think yeah. they should be getting a medal. Yeah. So I'd hardly say playing. performance enhancing. We're, we're stoned, but we're still playing. <laughs> we're, we're gone. You know, I, look, I often wonder. We we tolerate we tolerate our alcoholics and you know people doing bad things with with alcohol in their system and stuff. And you get five guys on the whiskey, anything could happen. It could be really bad, right? Oh, no. You get five guys on the grass. They're forming a rock band or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> laying around on the couch. They're not causing anyone any trouble. And probably just you know? designing a new pillow or a way to cook chocolate cake. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sending out for Uber Eats. That's what they're doing. They're not, you know, they're not causing anyone any drama. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. Like Scooby-Doo. Can you remember Scooby-Doo? Oh, yes. fuck. Well, that was one of my favourite shows. Oh. Who did? Every time. What? No, I didn't. It's all didn't right. you? It's all right. What? 
Oh, I'm sure Craig just swore, but he says he didn't. No, he didn't. No, no he didn't. I didn't. Either. I'd be right onto it. I'm good like that. And if I did, no, there was no swearing. It's because of the drugs. Because <laughs> of the drugs. Oh, Scooby Doo. Yeah, one of my favourite shows. Yeah, it was when I was a kid. Yeah. Just goes to show you, mate. You get yourself a big dog. Get yourself a couple of couple of good lines or something like a couple of good, you know, bags of stuff, and you'll get two hot girls running yeah. <laughs> in your van. A van with some flowers oh. on it. He's got a big brown dog, and he's got a van. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say I've got and a hot chick that follows me. Around. I was going to I was going to say that till I thought, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not saying that out loud. I'll get into trouble for that. Yeah. You know, I don't need to get myself into trouble. You guys are doing it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yep, we do. Yeah. And we try too, you know. I know you do. Every I know day you do. we sit down say, what can we do today to upset Mike? <laughs> Mike. I wouldn't put it past you. Where's the, where's the team meeting where that happens? I'm fairly sure Yogi contributes to that. Well, it so. happened on the couch before we came on tonight because I did say to Craig, can I ask yeah. Mike how his sock drawer turned out on Wednesday night? The sock drawer. And he said, oh, I think that'd be that'd be poking the bear, honey. He said. No, 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 no. Look, it's, it's all good. I, 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 I get very passionate about some of these things, oh, don't I? We understand And it's only that. because... It's only because the good part about it is we can have it... And then some people don't agree, don't understand this. Serious moment here for a second. <clears throat> Anyone that thinks Craig and Yogi and I agree on absolutely everything is deluding themselves. Mm. Yep. Because we absolutely don't. Uh, we agree on most things, but not everything. And, and when we do, we're prepared to say what we really think. Yep. And in a relationship with, with business partners, and in a relationship with friends, I think that's an incredibly important thing, and I value it. Yep. And I value the fact that we can come together, even after we've had a buddy head-to-head, yep. you know, and have a beer... And move on with our lives because yeah. that's the way it should be. Mm. I, bl- I totally so, agree with you, Mike. Now, Colette. Yeah. I've just got someone here that wants to say good day to you. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Who am I saying hello to? It's that Blondie. Oh, Ian, how are you? Geez, <laughs> <laughs> that was a sneaky. That I didn't even hear the phone ring. I'm, I'm, I'm just ringing up. Yeah. I'm just ringing up. So to, you know, offer my services, when you want to ditch these DJs or truckers or whatever they Yeah. What are you offering? Oh, fuck, he's interested then. Okay, Craig, are you listening? Well, I am. I'm just getting concerned now. Ian's DJ services, is it? A week in Tassie. Yeah, right. All, all, all expenses paid. Right. <laughs> You've won me over. Is Craig allowed to come or not? Well, no, because we've got to break it. I've got to break it to Lorna that she's got to go back to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, oh, you're yeah. a classic. Just like married at first sight or something. <laughs> oh, see, this is why I like you, uh, Ian. You make my day. We don't want the revelations in this relationship like there was with the map scene with the best-seller toy there the other night. I mean, there, yeah, yeah. I've missed no, a lot of this series, Mike, yeah. I must say. Ian, I don't know if you've been listening, but we've ended up with the spicy coffee. Mm. Yeah. Have we? Yeah, we've, I've been grounded. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. 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 
What, both ears? Everybody? Uh, no, what, Colette's evaded it. I, I'm, I'm not well, but I haven't tested positive, but Craig's tested positive and he's been knocked knocked for a six, he has, Ian. Yeah, right, eh? So, what, seriously quick, mate, or what? Yeah, I didn't know it'd have this bigger effect on you, actually. But, uh... Can I go and camp across at your house, Ian? <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, no. No, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> it's just a mind 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 had a couple of um, alcohol free too. Alcohol medicinal free. medicinal cans or no, not? No, not one. No, no. Oh, what you you actually that think that you're not drinking? It's probably why I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did you how did you get on with your um your bill that was going to do all the business in Parliament? Uh, yeah, not went, too much. Went through. Did we get everything that we wanted or oh. not? Pretty much. I haven't actually seen the, the detail enough yet to know where the devil is, but... There's still some negotiations yeah, to, to take but, place. Um, and it's, yeah, probably the first part of, yeah, setting up a few things there. So, so it will hopefully improve uh, the trucking the trucking fraternity's lives, will it or not? Oh, we hope so. That's the idea of it. So until Obviously, they've got to set committees up and do a few things like that yet before we really... Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Mm, mm. They're easing that one. But, but that's a Wednesday night show. That's a Wednesday night show. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not supposed to have trucks on this show at all tonight. We've made that agreement before. No trucks. Mm. Oh, that's why I don't ring in on a Wednesday because you're talking too serious. I'd rather ring in on a Saturday and offer Blondie, you know, in Tassie. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, you, so you missed the fireworks last Wednesday, mate. There's, there's probably a few negotiations got to go between a couple of parties, uh, Blondie, but um, yeah. we'll see when we get evenly crazy home and I'll get Lorna back to Australia. <laughs> Did you say back to Australia? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, you do uh, know Tasmania is a part of Australia, don't you? Uh, they don't think so. And yeah, while <laughs> I'm doing so. We, no, no, my, no, well, my brother still lives in Launceston. He definitely doesn't think it's part of Australia <laughs> down there. In fact, he reckons we're all... Um, I could say the word... Uh, starts with F and ends in D in the head <laughs> up here. <laughs> um, uh, and, and he's quite happy to tell me that, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, that he thinks that uh, life could be so much better if we dialed it back 20 years and matched up with Daz. He reckons that'd be great. Uh, well, I, I left the golf club about three hours ago and I said, said to the blokes up there, I said, I've got to go back to Australia. And they were saying, I pity you, mate. <laughs> you do no, whereabouts do you happen. stay down there, Ian? What's that, mate? Where, whereabouts do you stay? Oh, we've got a house down here. Whereabouts? In Sheffield. Oh, well. She- oh, that's days. right, Sheffield. Yeah, you've been there before, days, what? Yeah, well, I've been there before. I remember now. Yeah. A, 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 yeah. I've got Alzheimer's, all right? Mm. I'm an old say, man. I've got Alzheimer's. Yeah. Now, that's all right because I... I played golf with a bloke who's 89 today. Right. Did he give you a towel and up? Did he or what? 89? Oh, he can, 89, and he yeah. can still hit a golf ball. He can still hit a golf ball a long way. Right. And um, 
Yeah, he, he can't uh, see where it lands. <laughs> Well, There's a bit of looking involved, Mick, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's been, been a bit of time off the field. Yeah, no, he, yeah. Um, he's more than happy to uh, be 20 years behind and um, doesn't want any part of Australia. <laughs> so that makes yeah. sure you go to Woolies before 12 o'clock on Saturday. That's right. Um, well, actually, the, yeah, now that you say no, they I think they're open until eight o'clock or something. Uh, way back oh, in the no. big smoke in Devon's lot. On Saturday but, or Sunday? Or no. Oh, every day. Every day. No, they've, oh. they've, they've come along, well, a reasonable amount along the way. Very but, progressive, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah they, they call it Tassie Speed, and I'm happy to operate at Tassie Speed. Tassie Speed's good, mate. Yeah. It's very like Island time, isn't it, Tassie Speed? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. You, yeah. you do realise you've still got Jackie Lambie down there. At the conference last Saturday, we had um, Michelle Harwood from the TTA come and, and talk. And I didn't yeah. realise, she actually pointed out, that Tasmania is actually made up of 334 islands. Oh, that's that right. Hmm. I didn't realise that. Did Jackie, didn't Jackie vote for what you guys wanted or not? No. No. You're kidding. No. That was Lydia. No. Mm. Yeah. A bit disappointing, but, but anyway, you get. It is a little bit disappointing when you. No, let's not do trucks. Let's just not no, do it. Don't even. Don't start. Me. We'll, we'll talk about that one in May. Don't start because I could, I could go anywhere. <laughs> but she, um, I think initially when she initially when she got in there, everyone treated her like an idiot, and then the second time she got back, they said no, she's good to operate with. I would have thought what you were trying to get through Parliament, she would have been all over. What was, uh, what was, uh, yeah, what did she have against what you were trying to get through? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's a question for Jackie. So, Ian, are you still coming up to visit in March, which is what you said when you left in December? No, I might have been, Lorna might be coming up there to see her granddaughter, so I might. Hello? Silence on the phone. Sorry, you cut out then? What was that? I said Lorna might be coming up to see her grandson and granddaughter, mm. but um, I've got to hold the fort for about six weeks while my son travels all around Australia delivering glass. Which oh. is... Yeah, right. So, yeah. I think your phone might be going a bit scratchy there, yeah. mate. Yeah, oh, no, well, it goes in and out down here, mate. So. Mm. Anyway, um, I'll leave you two to... Is, um, can I request ACDC uh, next... Sure, you do that. <laughs> back in black. We'll back see, in black. See what we can do with back that. Back in black. We'll put it in the song don't, don't released wanna... after Bon Scott passed away. You don't want Taylor Swift's song, Ian? No, I do not want Taylor Swift's song. I don't even no. No. We've got a we've got no. actually we've got a black band on Taylor Swift songs on this yeah. radio station. <laughs> good work, Mick, good work. Oh. You catch it up. Keep that band going. You know I'm gonna play one now, they might. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, Ian, we'll talk to you again soon. Good on you, mate. Look after right yourselves. Okay. See you, Ian. I'm just looking I'm just looking at a picture of Taylor Swift because God knows every time you open your computer up. There's a picture of Taylor Swift with the hair and the bright red lipstick and the white knee-high boots in the in like looks like a one-piece bikini with the flat stomach and the whole thing. I mean, 
She looks like a Barbie doll. Hmm. Lucky you know, she, really, <laughs> she really does. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she looks like she'd snap in half. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, but no Taylor Swift song then. No more Taylor Swift. Yeah, look, you want to play a Taylor Swift song? Go, you artist. No, I don't care. I actually don't. We were thinking about it, and I said to Colette, where's one that I like? <laughs> he actually could not. He went through a few, and he went, oh, I don't know no, whether I, I can do this. No, Let's Colette wants just one. Got a, just got a, got a text from someone here, the ACD, saying four green about the vomit places. We yeah. can't give everyone, Abby. No, you'll never, you'll never please everyone, Mike. No. That's the problem. You know, it's easy to annoy everyone, though. I've discovered <laughs> that. I can do that. Well, that's easy. You just, you know... Oh, if you can't win, don't try sort of scenario, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is, it is, it is, it is. But it's, it's nice to have people who think that all we want to do is please them. <laughs> There's a whole population oh. here. Look, we wish we could please everyone. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, do we, really? Well, really? you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's mm. nice for people to think that they feel that they're important, that yeah. we're pleasing them. So what happened to Paul? I thought he was going to call in. No, he's, he's had 20 minutes. He had to go and kiss the goat, he said. No, right, <laughs> So, I don't know. Maybe he needs Millie's permission before he comes on the radio show. I, I don't know. Probably to go and round No, yeah, round he probably cows. obviously... Uh, huh? Going round the cows up. Maybe. I mean, obviously a completely unplanned mission, so he might have had to go and, you know, have some ablutions or do something before he before he comes on. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not his keeper. <laughs> yeah. No? Okay, then. As long as he doesn't come on and do a Barnaby, we'll be right. Barnaby? That'll, that'll be we? Craig tonight, and it won't even be from alcohol, I don't think. Oh, scary stuff. I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to organise ourselves? Where, first of all, where's Yogi? What's he doing? Oh, he's off. Off going to surprise parties or something tonight. Surprise? Oh, right, eh? Yeah. Well, I it, think well he's it'll surprise all of us when he tells us, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? No, I think he's... Oh, he's Paul now. Trying to there call right him. Up. There you go. So we'll bring him in and just let him know that you are live on air, Paul. How mm. are you this evening? Hello, my on-the-road radio, on-the-road media and truck and life family. Oh. Hey, Paul. <laughs> G'day, mate. How are you? <clears throat> Mate, I'm dangerously well. <laughs> I haven't spoken to you for ages. It's been a while. I uh, I have a confession to make. Okay. I didn't I didn't I didn't realise Craig and Colette were unwell, so I've come in at the last minute, but I'm I'm short of chucking a Barnaby. I've had a couple I've had a couple of sherbets, but I hope that I do the crew uh, Justice. Right. No, you'll be right. And, and so, as Amanda said, it's okay for you to sort of skip out on on home duties for an hour or so. Um, that's okay. Uh, I did have to go and hose the uh, the bucket out after the ACDC song, but all is well now. We're okay. <laughs> all is well. Well, we haven't played the song yet, mate. So you might want to get that bucket handy. Uh, no, it's okay. Do you know that ACDC is one of the only bands in the world that has released every single album that sounds the same as the previous one 
and yet sell between and sell between eighty and one hundred million albums every time they release and yet they sound no different to the previous one. (laughs) Don't be like that. Don't be a bitchy little schoolgirl. Seriously. (laughs) I'm not. I'm I'm just very fussy with my music. Mm. Well so am I so am I, mate. Big rules. Stuff that's consistent. Mike, the only thing you're fussy about is not having stone guards on your bonnet of trucks. <laughs> That's exactly right, because you just don't need the damn things. Which is something I will never understand, but anyway, I love you regardless. Well, well you know, like, it's like, it's like we were saying there before, as a team, we don't all agree on absolutely everything, and I'm happy to say it's something that we don't agree on, stone guards on bonnet of trucks, and... Paul, you're entirely welcome. You know, I'm happy for you to be wrong. It's okay. But we, right. we, but we still, we still love each other as a team, and that's what's important. Well, that's right. <clears throat> that's exactly, that's exactly yeah. right. So, yeah. Paul, we've still got to get up there one weekend and and sort the music libraries out. We do. We absolutely do. Now, now, Craig and Colette, I'm con- I'm concerned about you too. What's going on? You've got the lurgy. Yep. Well, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not the well, but I haven't flu. not. Yeah. I haven't tested positive but, for COVID. But crazy. But when, when we left Shepherd and Colette was the one with the cough, cough. Yeah. I just mm. I just felt like crap, and I thought it was more from the a rather low mm-hmm. consumption of alcohol the night before. <laughs> but apparently, it might have been a combination. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like, so it's like combination fried rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they might, <coughs> might have a couple of dodgy prawns in it, I think. Yeah. Anyway, no, I got home and just, yeah, it didn't really feel great and tested myself mm. the other day. Yeah, here we are. Anyway. Oh, so you've got the uh, you've got the COVID? Got the Rona, mate. Got the oh, Rona. you poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on if I may. Yeah. I'm touch on a bit of a grandma home remedy here subject. Right. I attended a, I attended a good friend's uh, 70th birthday party last Saturday night that was full of uh, burnt-out ex-interstate truck drivers. Okay. And, and the subject came up, and, and I know this is against our policy to, uh, oh, to endorse a product that doesn't advertise with the most amazing truck magazine in the world or the, or the best uh, 24-7 online radio, but... Well, as a matter of fact, that's not our policy. That's the policy of another media company. But anyway, no, well, go ahead. Well, they're just spoiled children, aren't they? Aren't they? We spoke about them today. Yeah, they're spoiled brats. We, we touched on the subject of Fisherman's Friend. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Fisherman's Friend, lozenges, and uh, I was... Um, I was about an hour and a half away from the home base up here in the Highland at Mulgawi and having some uh, some light beers because I uh, I had to drive home, so I was doing the responsible thing. And there was another gentleman with me that was about 15 years my senior that had... He was also quite responsible, was drinking mid-drink, and uh, he said, oh, before I go, I'm going to chuck a couple of fishermen's friends down the gullet. And I said... Mm. Mm, what's that about? And he said, well, he said it's common knowledge that if you have a couple of fishermen's friends, it, it, if you if you happen to be a touch over the limit, it can it can basically um, 
neutralise the breathalyzer. And I said to this fellow, I said, you know what? You're not the first person I've ever heard say that. In -hmm. fact, I've heard that about the old fisherman's friend lozenges a number of times. Now... Not that, not that on uh, on this amazing radio station we, uh, you know, we 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 agree with drink driving because we all know that's the wrong thing. The interesting part was the cough, the cough, cold and flu, and we did touch on the uh, the two years of or the eighteen months of coronavirus. And he said, Do "You know what?" He said, "I never." He said, I, "As an interstate truck driver, come in contact with it a couple of times." But he was a firm believer that if you walk into a public venue, like a bar or a pub or an FRMA conference, and um, and have a couple of fishermen's friends in uh, in your cheek, it can ward off the lurgy. So I don't know if there's any accuracy, but I'm I'm going to admit my family that on the Friday after that party, I went to the local pharmacy and got myself a couple of bags of Fisherman's Friends. And I've forgotten how potent they actually are. Oh, they can can nail the hell out of you. They're they're pretty strong. They're fairly strong, aren't they, the old Fisherman's Friends? Here's something funny in it. I'm just reading a bit here. So there's an ingredient in it, capsicum. Mm. The active ingredient. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And thickness, so it's got thickness in yeah. it too. Yeah. But capsicum, so that if I had them, they would probably play havoc with me. Cause I, oh yeah, they, they they nearly kill me. Fisherman's friends. Oh man. Menthol, eucalyptus oil, licorice. Mm. <coughs> there could be something oh, in it. There could be something in it with the lurgy. Mm. You know, I'm not, I'm not not don't want to confirm, deny. It's a bit like a conspiracy theory. They but there could be something in that. Before the vaccines come out, that would have been a far better option. Oh, well, you, you imagine, imagine if we imagine if we had launched Truck and Life prior to COVID and stapled the Fisherman's Friend packet in front of in front of every side inside front cover. Uh-huh. Imagine that collapse. We, we could have we could have we could have brought the COVID um, the COVID sure. you know to its halt in Australia. Yeah. Well. To those that mattered, which were people in the transport industry, everyone else can go to buggery. You know? mm. but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this is right. This All is those frontline workers, get them on the fisherman's friend. Well, I know, I know um, you know, I know Millie, Millie, when Millie and I were on the highway, she was a big friend of Gatorade. <laughs> you know, she, she, she couldn't do... She could not do a market run without Gatorade and that, that little bugger. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever done uh, or, or seen the kids that have done the uh, the Mentos in the can of Coke or yep. the bottle of Coke yep. and the explosion. Yep. Yep. Well, well, M- Millie did decide to do that one night in the 900 with Fisherman's Friend and her Gatorade, and I tell you what, it wasn't, it wasn't a good result. Mm. I was most mm. unhappy with her. So that would have spilt something on the floor of the truck. I'm not happy at all. I was, I was not happy. At all. How many hours did that cost you on the side of the road? Um, quite a few. I, I didn't. I did not run late, but it cost me quite a few hours of detailing to get every speck off the floor, Craig. You're you obviously go? you're and obviously how, dialed in with me. Yes. And how did yep. Millie go being strapped to the chassis rail? <laughs> <for the rest laughs> of the trip? No, she was. Uh, 
No, no, she was, uh, she was the, the curtain come down the sleeper and she was uh, condemned to the bunk. But, oh, you know right. what, 15th Kenworth sleeper with a, uh, with a doona and a, a stock fridge and a DVD and a TV DVD player, I mean, it's not really a punishment, is it? No. Yeah, no. She'd, have, she'd have probably been really happy back there, mate. She wouldn't have been no, no, no. up with you. Well, um, certainly doing a forgiveness, that's all I can say. Yeah. Well, you know, some, of, some of the movies she used to watch, like, you know, Rin Tin Goat, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. My Where did you pick all these DVDs up from? <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a special video oh, shop, was it? On the uh, on while well, it was a special video shop in Sejuna next door to the old Ampole uh, Ampole Golden Fleece, mm. and there was a special video shop beside there, Craig. Yeah, right. um, I'm sure that it was would have been very special. <clears throat> it was uh, it was extremely special. Now. Um, yeah, so she would, uh, she would, she, Millie would enjoy those videos backwards and forwards across the Nullarbor, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's hard to concentrate sometimes at um, at high speed when when there's a goat in the sleeper laughing her uh, laughing her head off at a <laughs> at a comedy. You know, forget about Groundhog Day; it was Ground Goat Day, and uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I look. I've got to say to you, I am amazed. At the uh, at the level of uh, intellect and the and the ability of Miller to keep you under control and actually keep you amused. That's, that's mm-hmm. the most incredible. Well, she's had twenty five years, Michael. Twenty five years. That is. I mean, that that's, yeah, it's, it's been a long journey. It would have been a struggle for she, her, she, I'd imagine. I'd imagine so. She, I mean, she's she's a well travelled she's a well travelled creature, Millie. She's, she's travelled every corner of the country, and uh, she's had a hoof cure in pretty much every salon in every state. Um, and and Colette would resonate with this. She's had the gel tips and and the full acrylic infills. Yeah, right. She, she, she's she's had them all. Mm. The whole mm. gel polish and the. Oh well, that was that was her treat in Melbourne. Yeah, right. Was the gel polish? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. With a few sparkles, I'd imagine, Paul. Uh, the Kenworth logos, actually, she would have the Kenworth logo on on one toenail and the Detroit logo, the power circle, on the other toenail. Oh, so she goes for uh, luxury. Uh, just crazy. Yeah. Mm. It was, it was it crazy. absolute craziness. <laughs> I, had a, I actually had a hoof of cure this morning. <laughs> did you? I did. I'm not even making that up. I had a hoof of cure this morning, went to the podiatrist and... Had a hoof of cure, yeah, absolutely. Did you pick up your new car today? We did. That's why I was late on the show. Was was it an amazing experience? Well, well, he was late. Yes, so I hope it was good. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, I, I, we were supposed to pick it up at twelve thirty. We'd set the program up to go and pick the car up at twelve thirty, so that I wouldn't be late for the show. We could Rose and I could go for a bit of a drive and have a play because you know when you. You get a new car or a new truck or something like that, you've got to go and dry everything out. And you've got to learn how all the bits and pieces operate because it, you know, many of a car's a car's a car. They've still got their own little unique things to to, to work out. So we, we went over there and they pushed us back to 4.30 to pick the car up. And uh, this is over at Penrith. And, of course, that's over an hour's drive from, from Tarmore. 
Uh, yeah, we're a bit late. Mm-hmm. We're a bit late getting home. I had to ring Colette up and say, Colette, they're running late. <laughs> You're going to have to start with ours. And I said, we've got it covered. We've got it covered. We've got it covered. So, okay, fine. But it was a, uh, look, it's always nice. I mean, it's the first time Rose and I bought a new car in a very, very, very long time. Um, we had been holding people. We'd had Holdens and, and, and things like that. Well, I can't, you can't buy a Holden anymore. So we've, uh, we've we've shifted over. We bought an MG this time. So everyone is saying, oh, you know, you bought a Chinese car, yada, yada, yada. Yes, we have. We bought an MG. Seven years unlimited kilometre warranty on the thing. And it's a really nice little car. We did our research on it. It's got a hell of a lot of technology in it. And uh, we hired one. We, we had a bit of a drive around and I hired one. And uh, I think I think it's going to be a good little car. So did they roll the red well. carpet out for you? They did. They put a red bow on the bonnet and everything. Now, I know this may shock Craig to his toenails, and I know, Craig, I'm a little bit worried about Craig maybe barnabing tonight because he's on mm. obviously some cold medication, and I'm concerned that he may be having a whiskey or nine. But, no, no, uh, no, no. He's, he's on the water tonight. He assures us he's on the water. He's a good boy. And now, I know this may shock Craig, but I'm going to refer to the 1950s, and I can just see Craig going, I can't believe Paul's doing that. But blazing uh, over, I can feel it from here. Imagine what it would have been like in the 50s, picking up a new car. Like, the, the, the pomp and ceremony of, of collecting, going to buy your new car in the 1950s. I imagine the the experience would have taken the day. There would have been a lunch, a morning tea, a lunch. It, it just would have been amazing. I wish I could have experienced that. You know, your Oldsmobile dealer, your Chevy, your Ford dealer, you know, the, 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 the appreciation to the customer of saying you're outlaying this huge amount of money to purchase a new motor vehicle I, 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 I truly believe the experience would have been amazing, whereas now they kind of go, here's a new car, here's the keys, have a great time. Mm. It's kind of like when you buy a new $600,000 Kenworth. <laughs> yes, I know they put it, they, they, they bump the primary out in the red carpet and they take a photo and put it on Facebook and go, here's the keys. It's $600,000. I, I kind of expect a bit more than a red carpet and a photo on Facebook. But yeah. for six hundred you'd expect two. Craig, for $600,000, I'd, I'd expect a lap, lap dance from Gina Lola Bridget or Marilyn Monroe. But anyway, that's Colette's here, so we need to be gentlemen about this. I know it's Saturday night, but uh, well, Mike's gee willikers. Up, Mike's mm. fallen off the, I off do, the show. Has he? Yeah. I, I do have to say, I'm, I'm not a big fan of all the technology in new cars. I don't like this lane assist and all that sort of... I just think it takes away from people being people able skills. to draw. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. Colette, my, my 1955 Oldsmobile doesn't even have uh, disc brakes. It's four-wheel drums all the way around. <laughs> so uh, I have none of that. In fact... My 55 Olds is pretty amazing because it does have a Wonder Bar radio or wireless. Yep. 
that has a seat button on the floor. It's like an old dipstick, and you hit that button, and it seats an AM radio station, which I've got to say, in southeast Queensland, it's pretty hard to pick up these things. <laughs> yeah. So are you back, Mike, or are you? I am back. I don't know what happened there. Oh, there he is. I think you hung up on us. No, I didn't hang up on you. I wouldn't oh, do that. Oh, well, he's back. I didn't have the young sorbic soft draw. Say soft draw sorting tonight, Mike. No soft draw sorting tonight. No, I didn't. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Oh, I was just it. saying what you missed when you dropped off. I just said I'm not a big fan of all the technology in your cars today, Mike. Mm, the lane assist and stuff like that. I don't oh, like that every well. dash looks like an iPad. Yeah. Have you got a big dash in the MG, like the big screen? It has got a uh, 10.5-inch uh, touch screen in the middle there. Netflix. Netflix. Uh, <laughs> it's got Netflix, Pornhub. It's probably got everything. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Know, my, my question is, how good is the stereo? That's what I have to ask. The stereo, well, we didn't give the stereo a run today because we were too busy playing with the toys. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have the lane assist and the and the adaptive cruise control and all that. It'll break to a standstill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've experienced this. I, I just drove one of the Mercedes Actros trucks with all this stuff in it. And um, it's very, very, very difficult to trust that this thing's actually going to break because it, it breaks and doesn't break until later than I would be on the brakes, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm already starting to, I'm already off the throttle and I'm starting to feather the brakes, you know. Yeah. And 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 it sort of does it in a different way. And then of course the damn thing will take off all on its own. So you yeah. you, you pull up behind the the car. Yeah at the lights and it'll creep up until it's about a metre away. Yeah, no, and then it, not a fan of that. Uh, no, look, it's, it's, it's Colette, obviously, I, you can get used to it. Yeah. The thing about this is that it's dumbed down the driving experience, I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I learned, obviously... Well, yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've uh, you know, obviously learned to drive in an environment where the cars didn't drive themselves. Yeah. And I must say... That I found the, uh, the the it's got I think in a called MG Pilot, and it's like a, a it does lane assist and departures assist and all that sort of thing, and it's a little bit disconcerting to feel the wheel move on its own. Mm. And of course, mm. I thought this thing's steering itself. I took my hands off the wheel. Uh, don't listen to the constable plot. I didn't do. I, well, I did. I took my hands off the wheel. And it drove itself for about, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds, and a message flashed up, please hold the steering wheel. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why bother holding the steering wheel? You're driving the damn car. Why would I worry about it, you know? Yeah, I like to be able to... Does yours have the in the in your side mirrors the little light that comes on if there's a car coming up? It not... does. Yeah. It does. I... And it's got the 3D camera as well, so you put in reverse the... The top-down mm. view comes on, and you can see all around the car with all the cameras and things. Well, good well, job it's got seven years warranty on it. There's plenty of technology to go wrong. <laughs> well, whilst ever, I still hear of tech support that has mm-hmm. a section in it that says, "Ask the customer to turn it off and back on again." <laughs> I don't think anyone should ever trust anything electronic in a car. Well, drive, uh, it, drive it like you're driving that Oldsmobile there. Yeah. That, that what about what about a John Deere tractor, Craig? 
the John Deere tractor. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a global movement now. Um, Amanda has a, a John Deere tractor, but it's very much a manual drive. She's got to steer it, bucket up, bucket down. You know, it's quite quite a quite a manual vehicle. It's it's only four years old, but the big the big the really big like six and seven series John Deere tractors now that do the you know the planting and the you you, you know they're they're GPS tracked. So basically, I have a friend of mine who's a broadacre farmer out in uh, out in the Darling Downs that gets out there at night, puts in the GPS coordinates in the in the cab, the air conditioning cab with the stereo. He'll be listening to our amazing radio show tonight while he's doing circles out in the paddock. And uh, he was telling me a few years ago about this, and I said, well, what? I said, what do you actually do? And he said, well, he said, well, I sit in my bottom seat with the aircon on, listen to the stereo, and, and a tractor pretty much drives itself yep. within his farm. The steering wheel goes left, right, left, right, and he sits there, and I said, so what do you do? And he said, well, as a 50-year-old married man, I... I, I listen to the stereo and I listen to, you know, no doubt listen to on the road radio tonight. He said, but the fascinating part of that is if you get on Instagram and start looking in boyfriend, girlfriend, John Deere tractors, <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff going on over there in the nighttime in the little hemisphere where these young buckle bunnies come and bring their... They're young fellas, uh, you know, the pail with the sandwich and the coffee and the tractor's doing itself and I'll let every listener let their imagination go wild as to what happens because the tractor's doing its own thing around around the circles and what else do young young farmers and their, their ladies do? Well... I don't know. I'm sure what do you think, sure Millie? Go down that path. A lot of that, though, in a paddock... If you, <laughs> if you yeah, chasing the goats around... If you don't um, if you don't program it all properly, you still can run into trees. So if you've left a tree in the middle of the paddock and you don't know about it and you're just sitting there doing other things, then you'll still take a tree out or something. But Craig, does it really forward. matter if you does it really matter if you're doing those other things though? Yeah, what happened then? Probably does when you <laughs> probably does when you write off a million bucks worth of gear, I'd say. Hello. <laughs> I can hear yeah. you, Mike. What are you? Lost this mic. Ah, oh, he's probably sitting in his MG. Oh, he might have dropped out again. No, it, well, no, no. We we'll see my Bluetooth decide that wanted to ditch the phone. Oh, there you go. So, so this you know, is one of the reasons why um, we will never have driverless things. We can't yeah. even keep our damn phones connected. <laughs> but some of that copy that, stuff, copy that over. Yeah, mm. But some of that broadacre stuff, they look. They plant to within two centimeters. So. If you've got 300 millimetre, and I hate to say two centimetre because it's not right, it should be 20 millimetres, but so they can plant in a rows. But a lot of them fellas, when they first got GPS, their actual farms, according to their hectare metres, shrunk because the machinery is being so much more efficient, like you've got no overlapping or anything when you're planting. So mm. you have savings in fertilisers, but you're so less... Technically, you've sown less hectares, so they save fuel, they save fertiliser, they save seed, and still get the same result. So, but that, that's a bit different being out in a paddock. At, like I, I've I've worked on a place where they've had them, and 
like where there was one part of one property that, that there was a run that was 10 kilometres long. Actually, I think it was nearly 11. So you imagine turning at the end, putting the auto steer back in, and mm. you're sailing at nine kilometres an hour. Oh, and no trees, well, no nothing. There's I, 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 I guess my question is: Would it matter if you had your uh, Wrangler-wearing girlfriend sitting in the uh, in the cab with you, Craig? Oh, she'd be a distraction. God bless her. They entertained me for about three minutes. What do you do after that? He's <laughs> <laughs> giving himself a little credit there. <laughs> He's out of himself there, hasn't he? Now, um... He's still there, Mike, or is it Bluetooth? Yeah, no, 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 I'm here. I'm, I'm all good. I'm, yeah. I'm just... I, I can't don't know. I see, I see it's uses in agriculture very different to... And I, I do know that um, the GPS in a in a ag gear that runs at two centimetres can cut out, so there's no reason why your car wouldn't or the camera couldn't see the the white line or the, there is no white line. I just don't trust it. I think it's, it's well, take, takes away is, from the skill of learning how to drive properly, you know? Well, I've got to say, when we, uh, and Craig, you've, you've been to the property when we're... Uh, when we're um, mowing that low country to um, improve that pasture, I feel there's nothing like sitting there on the on on the, the driver's seat of Amanda's John Deere and running that uh, that mower deck two inches from the fence and looking down and knowing exactly where you are. But mm. at the end of the day, where I'm a gentleman farmer, so I guess that doesn't really count, does it? So, oh, yeah. well. You know, you get to the point where you got one of these Autobot things that runs around there, but do you know? It's all right why they why they got all this stuff like that that's only only vacuums your land room, but what happens when it's capable of clearing a forest and it goes haywire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like bigger problem. So mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like yeah, so I, the modern car, not doing it for me, I don't like them at all. No. I like a new car, don't get me wrong. I just don't like the technology that's in them. They worry me a little bit. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. They think too much. So we've had a busy week up here in South East Queensland. After, I'm just going to do a bit of a uh, shameless plug here. Got it. So we, issue 274 of Cruiser Magazine is about to come out. Issue 274. Yeah. We're, we're, we're racing towards issue 300, people. Issue 300. Mm. So we've uh, we've dropped issue 274. So that is officially 24 years we've been in, in production. And uh, which is, uh, gee whiz, no wonder we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a holiday in that or what? Uh, Look, I do okay. I have no complaints. Um, it's my uh, my 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 uh, company director, my editor that I worry about. I fear he works too hard. Bless his heart, Gav. But uh, so if you, uh, if uh, the readers and, and the readers and the listeners are out there looking for that little little touch of hot rod culture on top of the on the back of the truck and life culture. Issue 274 is about to come out. It's a cracking issue. Oh, my goodness me, it's a cracking issue, this issue. So, cruising.com.au. That's where you get that. So, same as Truck and Life, 
Well, we are still in news agents. News agents are uh, sadly fading away. The best thing you can do is same with Truck and Life. Subscribe. Mm. We'll post it to you. Uh, Cracking issues this 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 month. Oh goodness me! Well, that's mm. a big effort to have that many issues out and being in business for that long in the magazine world. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, he he must have a really good ad guy. <laughs> I'd say. Just, just shows what you can do when you're passionate about what you do. When you love yeah. what you do. So, yeah, let's... I don't know, Mike, are you Mike, still there? You? Yeah, no, I'm here. Oh, oh. Right, it's, just, it's unusual when that, you go quiet. Well, I, I'm, I'm just sitting here, I'm thinking, that I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Paul saying, well, you know, all the stuff about Cruz and how they've got a fantastic gang ride. Mm. I'm just going, where can we recruit a guy like that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know anyone, Paul? <laughs> I, I actually do. Oh. And uh, I've been having secret secret talks with him, and uh, mm. he's, 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 uh, he's, he's in the background there, turning away. Mm. Mm. Church. 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 No, all, all sorry can, in my life. All I can say to you, mate, is that I'm supposed to be an equal partner in this deal and I can't even get two Roadhammers songs on the show. Roadhammers. Mm. So, you know, forget it. Well, as we're sitting here about to play a song, I haven't seen, mm. I've seen a request from either of you. Yes. Should we have to make a request? I mean, do you know, yes. Yes. But you, you live in this <laughs> lawless society, do you, Mike? <laughs> oh, I, I propose total anarchy. Total. So, no, so Craig, and, Craig and Colette, do I have to text that request in? Yeah, probably. Or call, hang up and call prior. it in. How, how do I do this? You just text Two it. hours prior yeah. to the show or, commencement. Or you can Two hours prior. Pro- <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah. There is it's a constitution we need to stick it's by. It's actually not to actually, <laughs> not actually, actually, you know there's a song I would love to hear. Have you texted in? <laughs> I'll text it in if you like. You've you both got my personal mobile number there. You, you know where to go to. Well, so, so text your little hearts away. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won't say no. Is it going to do us any good? Yeah, is the question. sure. Sure. <laughs> you can. Well, yep. Yeah. I might yeah. take my rights to call a lawyer or something. But no, <laughs> you text them in. Yeah, we'll do that. Anyway, I'm going to play a bit of Uncle Kraken here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> In a little while. How about that? Right we'll be right back, everybody.
behind some things I better left for someone else to find Maybe in time I could finally see I just wonder, wonder if you think about me Sometimes I feel like something is gone here Something is wrong here I don't belong here Sometimes I feel like a stranger in town And I've lost what I found It'll all turn around In a little while I'll be thinking about you In a little while I'll still be here without you You never gave me a reason to doubt you In a little while I'll be thinking about you Welcome back, Colette. I haven't brought them other two back in because they don't know how to be quiet. <laughs> Righto, you're back in there, guys. So we've been oh, punished then. Hey? We've been punished sit for not in, being quiet. Sit in the corner. <laughs> we moved our cap on. <laughs> yeah, probably. He moved our slider. That'll be, that'll be what he'd do. He'd move our slider down so we can't be heard. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You're not understanding the simple instructions. There's nothing simple, nothing simple about the instructions, seriously. All right. Safe word? (laughs) We haven't used coconuts in a while, have we? Coconut, no, coconut, we haven't haven't used coconut for quite some time. No. We've obviously forgotten about it. We have. (laughs) Well, that's right. I mean, I haven't forgotten about it. I'm scarred. (laughs) So we've we've got some requests now, so thanks, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, you're in the honey whiskey too, Michael. I am. Yeah, look at that. Got a bottle of American honey here, which Rose brought me down the other day, mm. and some cokey, which I've had that little bit of a bit of a sample of there just before. So, yeah. they yeah. give you that when you buy a car or not? They gave us a bottle of wine, actually. Did they? They did give us a bottle of MG special wine. They charge you $35,000 for the bottle of wine and then give you a car. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds That's right. right. Deal. That's the way it works. Deal yeah. of the century. Deal of the century. I've, I don't know. I've, uh, it's in a box. I've purchased a couple of Kenworth key rings over my life. One was $247,500 yeah. for a key ring. Yeah. Uh, I uh, received a free T900. Yeah, That's right, man. Mm. You can buy, buy, buy the Kenworth merch kit and throw in the truck. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I did buy a truck once and got a free car. Did you? Yeah. Bought a, fr- oh, yeah. Bought a freight liner. I got a free, um, what do they call them, Sport. Yeah, it was a one that was a company that was owned by a Daimler. And oh. they were giving away cars. I just said, just take it off the price of the truck. I don't want your shit car. No, we just sold it, but. You know. There was a fantastic promo, and I don't know if it was national or up here in Queensland, but Denmark Ford in the in the days of those 
super cool LTL Kentuckys where mm. you purchase a Kentucky and you got a free Ford car. I don't know if that happened in Sydney. We're still well Ford. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I can't recall the uh, the Ford dealer in Melbourne, but I know up here at Denmark in uh, in the 80s when you purchased one of those limited edition Kentuckys, mm. you got a Ford Meteor, I think it was, little four-cylinder, four-door Ford Meteor. Yeah. Um, and that was that was a pretty cool promo, I have to say. Again, you don't see anything like that ever again, do you? No. Um, no. Even though the price of trucks have tripled. Be nice to well, buy. Well, be nice to buy a truck and or buy a car and get a free truck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, who knows? I like, you, you, you're paying half a million dollars for a prime mover these days, aren't you? Let's do trucks on Saturday. We don't want to talk about trucks. No. Sorry. Sorry. Unless you get a free car with it. Unless you get a free car. Mm. Or a decent truck with the truck you buy, yeah. But then not. So, uh, Paul, have you had any more wet weather up there? Have you been safe on... Um, we've, had a very inter- we've had a very interesting couple of days. So, come Thursday, the rain come into Mulgawi, into the high country, um, and there was all these gloom and doom uh, weather forecasts for flooding in Brisbane... Mm. I'm not sure what's happened, but here in the valley, the rain dissipated on Friday. And uh, yesterday and today, I have to say, autumn is my favourite time of the year out of all the seasons. We've had, um, gee whiz, we've had two glorious autumn days yesterday and today. Hi, I don't want to brag to you guys down south, but blue skies, 26, 27 degrees, Light breeze, the sort of autumn that you can only experience in South East Queensland. The weather has been amazing the last two days. See, Sorry to brag, guys. It's been far enough out then, because I think on the Gold Coast there, they've had um, had some substantial falls there the last couple it's of days. It's been very coastal, very mm. coastal. Mm. Yeah, we've, we've copped it here. I think it was raining again just a bit earlier, but... Yeah, not, we haven't had it anywhere near what they've had up north there, but I think the Sunshine mm. Coast might have even copped it worse. All that coastal area, well, obviously the rain comes in from the ocean and sits there, doesn't it? So, no, out in the valley, it's, uh, the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say the grass has slowed down the growth. We've been mowing every weekend, and when you've got nearly 40 acres of grass to mow, mm, that is a busy. big job. Uh, with the cool, the cool evenings, it's 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 tapering off, which uh, has allowed me a couple of nights this week to be down in the workshop working on that 650 and the 900, mm. um, amongst other things. Obviously, that was all got on our plate. So you know, things things are very good in, uh, in downtown Mulgowie, I have to say. Mm, indeed. Well, that's mm. the go. So mm. talk about travelling around, and I know you're getting in the car a bit and go for a drive and. I always like to hear people's funny stories. I know you've got some funny stories about your truck and your goat. But does Millie get to go with you in the car? Never. Never? Never. Millie is a truck-only goat. All right. She has never travelled in the car. It, it is very, Craig, 
it's a very definite line. You 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 chuckle. I hear the, the the glee in your voice, but it's a very definite line that uh, Millie is a twenty-two wheel travelling goat only, not four wheels. So she has done hundreds of thousands of kilometres, but only in the cab of a uh, of a. She, look, she will she will accept a white. She she will she will cringe a little nose up and accept a Western Star, but she is a Kenworth girl, absolutely through and through. Right. But yeah, she, she's she's a little bit narrow-minded. She's her mind is as narrow as the horns on her head, which is fairly <laughs> narrow. Now, so who gets to share the the, uh, the cars with you then? My my darling, well, we've got a couple. So the collector cars, like the Oldsmobile and the F truck, only my wife, only my my darling wife Amanda. Um, our daily drivers, which are utilities, our Ranger and our Navara, the uh, the puppies get to uh, they've got dedicated uh, doggy crates and they they get to enjoy those. But um, I have to say, and I know we're going to diverse here a little bit. And I haven't gone, well, I haven't really gone public with this, but I feel tonight being the summer version of our uh, radio show may be the night to go. And I'm sure Mike and and Craig and Colette will chime in here and say, Paul, pull it up. No, I'm scared. And and I've discussed this with with our dear Yogi over the phone. I've received my first lot of hate mail. Oh, have you? Yes. I I haven't. So I guess that's a baptism of fire. And I haven't discussed this. Graham said he wasn't going to send that email. What's going on? Now I, I haven't discussed with it this with any of you because it's been the whole summer, you know, Christmas. But I have I have talked to Kay about it. I've received my first hate mail, and yeah. I feel like it's almost like I've 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 been inducted into the podcast radio show club. And it's a, it's a rite of passage. It is. Is it a rite of passage? Okay. It is. It is. So a, a certain gentleman sent me a a Facebook message. And basically condemned Yogi and I of sounding like Highway 31 moccasin-wearing yahoos. <laughs> did, I, did I press send on that, did I? <laughs> now, was that from his fa- your fake profile, was it? It was, yeah. yeah, yeah it would have been, yeah. <laughs> now, if that gentleman's listening tonight, I'm... I'm I'm out of respect. I'm not going to name a name, but I apologise if I'm if we're coming across it again as that. I did speak to Yogi in depth about it. Going, neither of us have travelled Highway 31. We've both of us have never wear moccasins. We've always been cowboy or work boot guys, so we were a little concerned about the condemnation that come through via the Facebook Messenger, but if that gentleman's listening tonight, I apologise if I'm sounding like a Highway 31 Yahoo. 
Well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, of the group, I'm actually the only Highway 31 Yahoo. Who does with wear slippers. With a slippers. That, no. that he doesn't just wear in his truck, he actually wears it out to functions oh, and events. Well, Bless no, his heart. I've got several pairs of slippers. I have. I've Bless his heart. Them. He's got his pub, really pub wearing slippers. So I've got my best going out slippers, my pub slippers, my home slippers, my truck slippers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I, I, so, I, so I, would, I would like to take this moment to reach out to the listeners and, and look, at the end of the day, there's positive, neutral and negative. If there's a negative listener out there, that's okay. As our, our fearless leader, Mike, has, has stated, as long as you have an opinion, that's all that matters. Sure. If it's good, indifferent or disagree, that's okay mm-hmm. as long as you have one. But please get your facts right before you accuse someone or something they've never done. And I've never wear I've never worn moccasins on Highway thirty one <laughs> in my life. Ever. Yeah. Unboots. Hey. Guess, that what, unboots? guess what, Paul? Yes, Craig. I've worn slippers. And that's okay. Down Highway and that's 31. Okay. So if, if, and that's if okay. that listener's listening then oh, oh, can you send it to me? <laughs> Craig Forsyth yep. or yep. Colette, yes. Yeah. Hey, don't oh. bring me into it. No, no, don't. Oh, come, on, you're, you're on the, <laughs> come on, you're on the station, girl. Blond, blondie. Blondie. Got to be careful what, blondie. what you what you bring someone's wife into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. That can end in severe repercussions. <laughs> hey, but I'll so, also so wear slippers in a GPS-guided header harvesting wheat. I think that's okay, but I think what the listener was concerned about was the Highway 31 Yahoo. Ooh. And I have to say, I am guilty of a well-worn pair of Ariats. Condemn me. <laughs> Slippers, never. <laughs> never. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with slippers. I'm not saying that. And even if your slippers have the rainbow sits around the, the, the ankle bit, that's okay too. Everyone's entitled to their love. But please don't condemn me of wearing slippers on Highway 31 because my only Hume Highway experience has been very rarely Melbourne to Wodonga and then up to West Wollong. That's it. I have never traversed from Wodonga to Sydney in my life. Dear listener, ever. So, what about the Yahoo? What about the Yahoo bit? I, I, I truly don't believe I've ever been a Yahoo, but I apologise if I've come across as one. You have my sincerest apologies. I always have this conversation with people about perception. So that person obviously didn't realise that you'd never travelled there. What I well, perhaps they brought. Perhaps Craig, they brought Millie into the throat, um, and 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 perhaps there's some farmyard animal <laughs> racism, thinking that just because I have a love of goats, that condemns me as a Yahoo, mm. 
but I disagree completely. What I'd love to know is who has the actual time to sit down and type out a message to send it to someone over something, so... Oh, you'd be amazed, Colette. Mate, I I probably don't have to tell you that we do get this sort of stuff all the time. I probably get uh, equal amounts of hate mail to fan mail. Yeah, right. 50-50. Yeah, easily. Mm. There are people Mm. out there every, every week I'll get... You know, I'll get several uh, emails saying what I, uh, how much I love the show. Or people ring me up and say how much I love the show. I never get anyone ring me up and tell me how much they don't like the show or what I don't like. They'll they'll email me that or they'll text message me that. Yeah. They won't they won't ring me up and have that discussion because they know I'll just go cut sick on them and then go and sort me sock drawer. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know that. You must the, have the tidiest uh, sock drawer of anyone on oh, I, I do, I do indeed have the tidiest sock drawer that you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Three times a day. Yeah, no, I'll tell you and, what. And, and Mike, do they ever say, please get rid of Paul on the goat? It's okay no, if never, they do. No, I've never had that. No one's ever said to me, get rid of Paul on the goat. Okay, right on. No, I've never had that. I love the goat. Love is love. Love is love, that's right. Love is love. And go, love is love. You know, it's it's like the old story of the Irishman that got, uh, ended up in court because he was, uh, he was in big trouble for, for, you know, public nuisance. And his, his best friend got five years because he got condemned for acting the goat. Mm. Right. I've just had an Uber Eats delivery down to the shed. Uber Eats to the shed? Uber Eats to the cage, yep. New cars and Uber Eats. Look at you living it up. That's right. I said to to Rose, you know, um, happy birthday for the car. It's a bit early. But, um, yeah, no, she just brought me down something to to fang on to because I had to dash straight down to the cage. Dash? So if you hear me chewing me cut in the background, you know what's going on. Well, there you go. Well, we, we, have, we had a message, message about, about, about eating on air. On yeah, they're saying when I eat on air, I sound like a cow. <laughs> but I've got, got to be very clear about this. <laughs> and I do apologise if I sounded like I was chewing on something, but it would have been ice mm. <laughs> out of a drink. That's right. Certainly would have been food. But anyway, mm. I'm taking note and I... I'll turn myself off in the future when I'm going to chew the ice. Mike, you're sounding like a cow. I can hear mm. you chewing. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> pull the, pull, slide, pull the slide down a bit. Yeah. Turn me slide down a little bit. You better eat it could be. It could be chewing. worse, Michael. It could be worse. You could be a Tarkata cowering down on a cart of Sudafed. Oh, who said that? <laughs> oh, goodness. no. There goes oh, our sponsorship. From Sudafed. Yeah. Hey, Paul. Yes. We're going to go to a song. You did call one. What's it going to be? Oh, can we please do something from Wayne Hancock? What? You, which one? Thunderstorms and neon signs would make my heart melt and my heart sing all at the same time. Would it? Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, no. We'll go with that. Bit of Wayne Hancock. Sounds like, sounds like fun. Right, we'll be right back. There's a big black cloud floating from the west 
Out there, our listeners going, Paul, thank you. Mm, they would. Thank you. Mum would be saying, thank God it's over. <laughs> if they're saying that, they have no musical taste at all, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. i got to say that I've developed a bit of taste for the country music. What would you call that? Is that country music or is it blues? That is Western Swing at its purest. Western Swing? Yes, Western Swing. That was the thing. Is that a thing? Yes, it is. Absolutely. So Western Swing is a cousin of bluegrass. If you listen to that music, there is no drums. There's only a double bass, guitar, sometimes a fiddle and vocals. Mm. It is yeah. very stripped down raw music. 
it is about the vocals and the and the content of the song. Now, now think about that. Pulling up in a motel, looking out the window at the neon sign flickering and th- thunderstorm coming in. Tell me if that doesn't reminisce with an old school trucker. Well, it, it probably does. Oh no, it doesn't. Me, Tari, the other night. Tari. Now, I recall. I recall taking my my first girlfriend to Sydney, and I asked her to put a playing card on the left hand mirror of my dad's W model Kenworth with a with a a clothes peg. And she said, why would I do that? I said, do this while we go through this little town of Tari. She said, I have no clue what you're doing. I said, watch me take that plane card off the left-hand mirror when we go over the old Tari bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Off the plane card when she went, oh, my God, you can really drive. Yeah. Hmm. How much of the mirror did you take off as well? Nothing, Craig. Never done it, Mike, because I was so scared of my father. I was so scared of my dad. I've never done it. I'd like to see today's drivers do that. It's interesting places like Tari now. You, like we first came in from the from the northern end because I wasn't sure we were going to pull up or not. But sort of, it's sad in a way to see a town with that had so many like active motels now the first one didn't smash mm-hmm. at all did it Colette was no. you know but there's um, you know most of them there it's pretty pretty tough for them I suppose you go from a place that had every bit of traffic go through it to virtually none yeah what yeah. fascinates me in Australia is when you travel the interstates in America and you go you come up to a an exit let's say I-40, I-20, I-60 in the States, and you come up to a town like Tari, Kempsey, Tamworth, Wodonga, Albury, Goulburn, and in America they'll have these massive, massive signs that'll say, exit here, Motel 8, not the most fantastic motel, but they're there anyway, Motel 8, IHOP, Denny's Diner, etc., etc. But here in Australia, when we bypass these towns, it's just the freeway. Yeah, mm. they don't. Um, like I noticed up this way, the new new part of it, they sort of put a bit of signage in towards towns, but there's no real advertising for any business no. in there, and you know. And there should be. There yeah. should be. There it's should be. A little town like Woodburn that. You know, they take all the traffic off the road and then they've got to try to survive with, you know, just just a bit of local stuff. And and, then, and, and then Wood, Woodburn, Woodburn has some fantastic eateries. Mm-hmm. A fish and chip shop that um, the, the bar, the pub on the left-hand side heading south that at lunchtime, you get a lovely Coke or a, or a lemonade or a Fanta and a killer hamburger and chips... But unless you've travelled the old road and you realise the free, the new freeway goes through, unless you're one of our silly old buggers that it's gone, I remember that, the main street of Woodburn, and take that exit. I don't understand 
who's responsible for that, whether it's main roads, federal highway, state, but I don't understand why we can't have those those in like in America, those signs that say exit here, get a feed, get a tank of fuel, get a motel. Mm. We just don't think seem to see that in Australia. Why is that? Anyone? Michael, Colette, Craig, anyone? (laughs) There should be. I mean, there's a great great bloody takeaway there in Woodburn. It was always a terrible place to try to get like a park when you... Well, we had to drive through there. Since the floods, you'd be talking about the old Riverside yeah. cafe. Right. It's never opened mm-hmm. back never up Never reopened again. after the floods. Oh, right. Well, why, why would you? Like, there's, the, the through traffic's not there anymore, and there's other takeaway mm-hmm. shops and bakeries. You know, a town that size can only support so much. So it is terrible. But, they, but, they, but Craig, the stuff on the highway and the travel centres is garbage. That's right. It's yeah. absolute garbage. But that's where they funnel everybody into. Mm. So that that riverside one there at, at um at Woodburn I bought some lamb chops there many times at four o'clock in the morning whilst doing, doing the sugar cane. Sugar cane. Um mm. it was the only thing open and you know, they were always always there. So mm. but um yeah, it's it's sad that they don't have signage at least to try to direct people in and like we're in Tari at eight o'clock at night. Mm. Probably a bit earlier. And there was nothing, nothing about. Nothing. Mm. Isn't that sad? Hard enough. Even the motels have closed their doors, basically. Mm. So, mm. yeah. But anyway, mm. we found one and spent the night there. Anyway. Yeah. So, Mike, mm. have you finished your dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Got, got even halfway through a mouthful there. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm fine. I apologise to the listeners of that. Got to listen to me um, chowing down on a, uh, a delicious pork steak. There was there was actually a mixed grill that Rose brought me down. Yeah, right. Jeez, you get looking too well. I'll tell you what, mate. There's a spicy chorizo in it, though. I reckon I'll be paying for that tomorrow because um, spicy things tend to do that to me. But yeah, no, all good. I've got a couple of mouthfuls left to go, but that's fine. She brought it's me down a little bit like a Barnaby. Sorry. <laughs> He's sounding a little bit like he's doing a Barnaby. Am I doing a Barnaby? No, I'm not. Really that bad to lie on the ground and have someone draw a white line around you? (laughs) Oh, my goodness me. Imagine imagine if that was a truck driver. Yeah. Really? Absolutely smacked he was. Absolutely smacked. And and gargling profanity, gargling. The word was he was gargling profanities on his phone while he's rolling around on his back beside a garden bed. These are people that are running our country, dear <laughs> listeners. They're running our country. We've got to change. We've got to change the terminology now. You can't be fully munted anymore. With fully barnabed. <laughs> fully barnabed. Yeah. Oh, it is. Um, probably not a great display from from someone in a, a leadership role. Really, Craig? <laughs> really? Is this similar to what was old mate's name that got caught walking out of a nightclub in New York in suspender belts and a corset? 
yes, it was. It was Dana. Alexander Dana. Alexander Dana walking out of a nightclub in New York in a trench coat, high heels, stockings, suspender belt, and a corset. Well, mm, not what I'd wear, but thanks to their own. In the, uh, the mid 80s. At least he was walking out. In the mid 80s. <laughs> well, that's right. In the mid 80s, if you'd been in Sydney, in George Street, there used to be a show called The Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was on every weekend. Mm-hmm. And we used to get into costumes to go to that show. And so you're uh, saying you've done these, Michael? I have. I have done it. I I went. I went dressed as Frankenfurter. Oh, Michael! <laughs> Michael! <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. Do you know how hard it is to get bloody high heel shoes in a size thirteen? Oh. <laughs> Next now, to impossible. Now, where do we get those pictures? Uh, they exist. They, they do exist. exist. Well, they do exist. Go looking for those. Well, I'm not telling you where they are, but they do exist. So Alexander's so still floating around in some kind of... Um, we used to do this sort of thing for fun. He? We used to, no, he, was, he was the uh, ambassador, the US ambassador something for a while, wasn't he? Craig, anyway. Alexander Downer today would be some kind of consultant to a multinational company on $350,000 a year. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. That's where he'd be. I might start wearing suspenders and things then. He's quite possibly a consultant to the NHVR. Oh. Now, that's a low blow. Or the two W. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alexander was the leader of the Liberal Party from 1994 to 1995. Well, it won't be the TW then, will it? No, it won't be the TW. He was Minister of Foreign Affairs from 1996 to 2007. He loved foreign affairs. He loved foreign affairs, clearly. He does. I don't know what he's doing now, though. He'd be retired. Okay, let's uh, just Google. What does he do now? 2018... He was uh, on the Tilray's International Advisory Board. And as of 2019, down as Chief Executive Officer of the International School for Government at King's College in London. My God. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, there's all these different sorts of schools. He's at the beginning, he's Prime Ministerial Pension and all that sort of stuff as well, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Parliamentary Parliament. He wasn't Prime Minister, was he? As, no, he was as, Bar- as Barnaby will, oh. when he finally passes out from liver disease, from his alcohol and drug addiction. I've got a, I've got a feeling you might have a bit of a set on Barnaby, mate. Oh, I, I, yeah, Mike. I just, what, 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 and it's like tax. I don't. And and some of our listeners will go, Paul, what are you saying? I don't disagree with paying tax. What mm-hmm. disgusts me is when they use our tax money and they waste it and they don't spend it where it matters. I, mm-hmm. I know people need to, to run the country. I know we need politicians to run the country. But when mm-hmm. they're crazy, full of drugs and alcohol... And rolling around on their back in Canberra, screaming profanities over their phone, 
I'm sorry, but... Dave, if they... do you think we need a panel on 60 Minutes? I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering how your sock drawer's looking, Paul. That's pretty good, isn't it, mate? My sock drawer is obscenely organised in perfection. <laughs> I know it may shock you. It may shock you. My black kingy work socks are folded up on the right. Are they? My, my cactus and goat Saturday night socks are in the middle, folded right. up perfectly. And my white ankle socks that I wear during the day during the office Perfectly on the left. They're, they're, I'm sorry, but they're as perfect as the inside of the cab of one of my trucks when I was working. Mm-hmm. Unlike Barnaby's personal <laughs> and and professional life, which is an absolute wreck. It's an absolute wreck. And the next thing, oh, I'm sorry, but the next thing, I cannot wait till Bob Catter, the Mad Hatter, ends up rolling around on his back somewhere with a crocodile full of a forex long neck largey up in North Queensland going, Kill all the crocodiles <laughs> Oh dear dear worry, you know. Speaking of crocodiles and all things Queensland, right? Mm-hmm. Shock news from Queensland. Robert Irwin has split up mm-hmm. from his girlfriend Rory yes. Bucky. Bucky. Yes. I mean, this is this is terrible, mate. I mean, how are we going to cope? It's big nice. news. Is he leaving himself some room to go on maths or something? Uh, no, no. Well, he's gone on this. He's gone on this funny. Uh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here show. He's replaced mm. the uh, Bondi vet dude. Mm-hmm. And he's gone on that show. He's split from his girlfriend. The pair uh, were dating for a year, and they've announced the shock news in a joint statement on Instagram. Because we can't do anything in private anymore. Uh, doesn't this come into the category of do we really care? No, you know why that's happened. Why, because why Robert Robert Irwin mm-hmm. is breaking news on Saturday night on the road radio. All right. Obviously. Well, I don't know. There is, there's there's a there's a permanent pause here because I don't. I don't want to shock our drivers that are out there on a two-lane highway. I don't want them spearing off the road into the bush. But Robert Irwin Mm. is going to hook up with Taylor Swift. (laughs) Right? No, no. And they're going to drive the closing the loopholes (laughs) parliamentary vote to every Australian in, yeah, on the east coast of Australia. It wow. doesn't count with WA and Northern Territory because mm-hmm. they don't they don't acknowledge the NHBR regulations. I think Barnaby Joyce right. is on board with all that too. Barnaby Joyce. I, 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 Blondie, Blondie, Barnaby Joyce is on it because at, at the end of the day, it, when Barnaby downs a six-pack of Jimmy and White, Jimmy and Coke Whites, and a handful of painkillers, Barnaby is anybody's. I'm surprised. <laughs> now we're only in February. You all laugh, but we're yeah. only in February, right? So the yeah. summer nats was last month in Canberra. 
the big yes. burnout festival. I'm surprised Barnaby wasn't in a in a HQ holding in the QE with two five three N twenty one the Salisbury diff with a gut full of pills and a six pack of Jimmy's doing burnouts on the burnout pad. That's where I expected Barnaby to be with with Bob Catter in the passenger seat with a dead crocodile in the back seat. <laughs> I think that should be the summonats cat call for next year for twenty twenty five. I reckon we should do that. We should organise that to happen. I I think that that, that will get votes. Well, if, if nothing just, else, that will get votes. I could just mit next door and borrow me mate. Daniel's buddy uh, EJ van, which is a pretty oh. old bit of gear. It's a you know what a, obviously you, you know what a sleeper is, don't you, Craig? Uh, so so is the EJ van running a grey motor, red motor, or V8? It's uh, it's running an LS1, 5.7 oh, LS1. Nice, that's a sleeper. That is um, a sleeper. And and it's it look from the outside of it, apart from the wheels, it's some nice wheels. But stock. They're all stock you know, they're, like they're a little mm. bit wider than normal, but it, the whole thing looks remarkably plain and standard side. Lovely. Until, until you fire it up and this thing sounds like an absolute beast. And then right. you lift the tailgate up and in the yeah. back is Barnaby, Bob Catter, yeah. and a crocodile full of pills and alcohol. That's right. And and, and I reckon if we could get down to the summer match, we could do some burnouts with the with the rear with the rear lid up, right? Fantastic. And I and I honestly think you know we can what what, what do they pour on the ground to make it a little bit better to get them started? They pour a little bit of diesel or something on the ground, don't they? Brake fluid. Brake fluid. fluid. Oh, yep. geez, I. I reckon Daniel would go absolutely off his chops if I got brake fluid all up the side of his car. <laughs> and <laughs> and then up up in the grandstands would be Albanese. Yeah. Full of full of Forex gold, clapping with his, his hands going with his new fiance that he has announced just before the by election at Dunkley. But anyway, I'm so he, could yeah. so he could divert the uh so he could divert the public eye from the mess yeah. he's making of the country to his love life. You mean not the mess he's cynical. making of his love life? Not that I'm cynical, but he could divert the the mess that he's made of the country from to his love life. Going, I'm in love. Yeah. I'm I'm going to. I'm going okay. to. Uh, what does he do? What did well, he do, boy? They, they announced their engagement on Valentine's Day. I mean, oh, bless their hearts. How romantic is that? Uh, I couldn't believe it. It uh, doesn't matter that the average hard-working Australian can't afford meat and potatoes anymore and there's tens of thousands of Australian citizens sleeping rough tonight in a sleeping bag or a cardboard box. All that matters is Albanese has proposed to his girlfriend on Valentine's Day, God bless Australia. Well, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what that next trip's going to be, because obviously you've got to go on a trip after you've, after you've said, you know, will you marry me? And she says, yes. Well, he might stay in Australia. He might stay in Australia? Well, he won't be going I, to I think, I think they'll go on Fair Star, the fun ship, <laughs> right, <laughs> with Cara and... Right. Barnaby Joyce and a crocodile, 
and a big bag of pills. Right. I think that's where they'll go. At least they won't be arse over Ed going there and tuck Utter and be someone else. Correct. Absolutely. Is there anything in the camp we need to hide? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. dear, dear. Well, Because well, what, hap- what happens on the cruise stays on the cruise, the apparently. Yeah. Well, I'm Most of it doesn't I'm, get off the cruise. Most of it doesn't get off the cruise. I've got a great cruise story. Have you? I, the one, one time I've ever done karaoke was on a cruise. And Please and tell me you sung to a decent song. American Pie. Ooh. Bye bye, Miss American Pie. Bill McLean, how can you go wrong? What were you wearing? Not a, not a bad song. Not a bad I don't, song. I don't, to be honest with you, Craig, I don't remember what I was wearing. We'd have to ask Rose about what I was wearing. Right. But I was I was a little bit... I was a little bit... Um, Intoxicated. I don't know. Barnaby? I was. I was a Barnaby. I was a big <laughs> Barnaby. And I was arm in arm with a bloke that I didn't know, I'd never met before, and I haven't seen since. So I was a one-night oh. in January, one-night stay. Love and is love. And love is love. And the, uh, the uh, performers that had been performing in the club, like in the, on stage on the ship earlier in the evening were there because it was getting fairly late by the time we were doing this. And uh, so we were, we were crooning away to uh, Don McLean's American Pie. And uh, I thought we did a pretty fair job. We actually did get a round of applause when we were finished. Now, I don't know whether it was the applause was for the performance or the fact we were finished. <laughs> I'd say it was from the fact that you were oh, wearing... I don't know. The fact you were wearing nothing except high heels and a smile. <laughs> no, no, I, I was wearing a little bit more than that. I think I was wearing boardies and a T-shirt, I think. But anyway, I don't know. Or, or a cocktail gown. I just, I'd certainly get a few cocktails throughout the day, let me tell you. It's very, very, very easy to have a little few too many cocktails. I did learn how potent Long Island iced tea was. Right. There's no tea in it. I can tell you now. Oh, so you, you thought you were just having an iced tea? I was. I was having bar. a pile of iced tea, and I thought I'd add two or three of those. I thought, gee, these are pretty good. And then, unfortunately, there was uh, there was a little bit of a brain fade after that. Mm. So whatever goes on the cruise stays on the cruise. Mm. So, yeah, that was good. Mm. They can be fun. <laughs> Imagine, all I can say is imagine Barnaby and Bob Catter on a cruise. I'd say the only thing missing from that scenario would be you and Millie, Paul. (laughs) Colette, I I, I, I treasure Millie's safety and integrity. I would never take her on a cruise if Bob Catter, (laughs) Bob Catter and Barnaby Joyce were on that cruise. I would protect her integrity with all my heart because <laughs> all, although all the rumours across Australia about Millie and her mm-hmm. conduct and that's all they are as rumours however <laughs> if she was involved with those politicians the rumours may become accurate and I, I could not bear to do, deal with that colleague. Really? I couldn't bear to deal with it you just don't need it, to put her in that environment well, it would be a weight on my shoulders that I could not bear to carry. <laughs> and I love well. bears as well as goats, so I could not bear to carry the weight upon my shoulders. But as it turns out, they're about to ban live export anyway. So. Well, that's right. As they should. No animals on a boat. 
Well, well just to circle back and finish off the uh, the Irwin story. Oh. 19-year-old Rory, in her Instagram post, uh, reportedly studying a Bachelor of Science in Physiotherapy at Curtin University in Perth, said she would be furthering her studies by researching crocodiles at Australia Zoo. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Craig, now, Craig, Craig made the comment about banning live export and no animals on ships, which I completely agree with. But what are we going to do about the animals in Parliament? Oh, God, give it a rest. <laughs> what are we going to do about the animals in Parliament? Well, maybe we should take a few more sheep there. Well, there's already enough sheep there. You've only got to look for them. Let go. There are enough people in Parliament. Do they, goats. I wonder what they'd do. Cattle. If, so if goats were in Parliament, would they all be independent or would they be members of a party? Well, oh. I, I firmly believe that if a cattle dog was the Prime Minister of the country, we could not be worse off than we are today. Probably, we probably. could not be worse off, I'm sorry. Is that because cattle dogs are very acutely aware of the cost of living crisis? They're, they're acute of the cost of living crisis. They're honest. And that's something that we haven't had out of a Prime Minister for since Robert Menzies. Yeah. So, let's, let's well, vote let's for honest. It. Cattle dogs actually know how to work for a living. So. They do know how to work for a living, unlike every Prime Minister we've had since Sir Robert Menzies. Just mm. on the subject of dogs, right? Mm. Have, have we? Have you ever watched those, like those uh, dogs that do the trials and they run through all the obstacles and, and all that? Fantastic! In um, in England, there is mm. a if you YouTube crumps 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 crumps. Oh my goodness! And watch the border collies. Yeah. do those trials in England, it is truly inspiring and amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was quite amazed. I was watching a, a, a border collie going through these, these trial things and he, got, he just got right into it and, and he was just smacking it out. Everyone was happy and of course he jumped up and gave mum a big hug and a kiss and a lick and everything at the end of it. And then there was this other thing, I don't know what it was, but it walked around and had a bit of a look and a bit of a pant and sort of went a little bit sideways and ran around, oh, do I need to do this? And then sat down and licked its nuts and all that. <laughs> oh, Michael, Michael. Oh, it's a family show. It was, it was after nine o'clock. A little bit of a parody. Oh, that's oh, right. I don't, think, I don't think he was actually serious. I think it was just someone having a joke. Oh. Um, so, so it basically the doggy chucked a Barnaby. He did. He did chuck a Barnaby. Crafts. The world's the greatest dog show. Mm. Yeah. No. I don't know. It, one is, those, uh, it is interesting, though, the ones on, yeah, like yard dog trials and that. It's amazing what dogs can, can be taught. Well, the, the next thing, a bit of an unshamed, unshamed promotion... I uh, I I encourage everyone to watch Master Dogs on the ABC at the moment. That's brilliant, uh, I have to say. Master Dogs. Thank you, Master, Colette. Yeah. Thank you, Colette. Master Dogs. Yeah. Master Dogs on the ABC. Yes. If if that doesn't warm your heart, 
you don't have a heart in your chest. I think the first season's on Netflix. Does it? Already moved to Netflix, has it? I'm pretty sure, mm. yeah. The second season is on ABC and ABC iView at the moment. Oh, right Amanda, right. Amanda and I are tragic working dog lovers. Um, yeah. In fact, there's been a massive turn of a page in the Be Genie household this week. Mm. Um, we lost our, as, as you guys probably know, we lost our dear Betty Page last year to uh, canine and lymphoma cancer. Mm. And uh, we're very proud to say we have a... Here she is getting picked up in front of me in her mum's arms. We mm. have a new little red female uh-huh. cattle dog uh-huh. by, by, uh, by the name of... Um, oh, me. Emmy Lou. Uh, so Emmy Lou is a little red female cattle dog. She's come into our life to enhance our life, and there is just there's nothing like that working dog. Nothing like it. Is there, darling? So, I've Googled. I've just Googled Master Dogs. Five adorable Australian Border Collie puppies. Oh my goodness! So the, the, the first the first season was Kelpies. The first season was Kelpies. This year they're doing um, they're doing Border Collies. I'm sure next year they'll do catalogue. They should. Um, yeah, so if that doesn't make your heart sing, you don't have a heart. So that's well, series one. Take them all series. from all from around the countryside. And train them up. They've got to yeah. meet certain targets within a certain time. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even teach my dog to sit quietly. But anyway, that's just. So I don't. Maybe I'm not forceful enough. We've taught ours to bark at motorbikes. We right. teach, him. <laughs> teach him that. Okay. Well, I'm trying to take credit for it because he does it really well. I'm fully <laughs> trained to do that. <laughs> it's, it's well, funny apparently Amanda, Amanda has always referred to me as the weak link. <laughs> so with, with uh, maintaining and disciplining the four-legged children, <laughs> I am the weak link where I give in and go kisses and cuddles, where she hands down the discipline. And that's why between the two of us, we have very, very well-balanced, well-behaved babies. <laughs> and Craig and Yogi can, can uh, confirm that yeah. with young Jerry Lee when they were here New Year's Eve. So the discipline works opposite in our house. <laughs> um, Colette has no idea how to discipline a dog. <laughs> Except with cuddles and kisses. That's it. Oh, and treats. Yeah, and, and treats. Good boy. Good, you're a good boy. Look good at boy, his little, good girl. I say, look at his little facey face. How can you say no? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Colette. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen what happens with my own eyes up there, uh, Paul. The, uh, the, the dog just absolutely rules the roost. Ridiculous. Well, we always say here that we go to work for the cattle dogs. So, so we can provide the house that they live in, but we just do the work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you realise that this is an important fact that I only heard this on the news, I think, yesterday or today, but we spend $33 billion, that billion with a B, mm-hmm. on Australian households spend $33 billion a year on their pets. It doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me. Pet services and products in 2022, uh, 51% of expenditure. Yeah. Um, veterinary uh, services are 14% of that. 
dog owners spend the most, they average $3,218 on an animal each year. Yep. It's incredible, isn't it, when you think about it, the amount of money we spend on our pets. I mean, there's no, I, I, I hate to say this, but there's no amount of money that would be too much for me uh, if my Ollie was was crook or anything. He's got, he's got a bit of, bit of cancer in the leg and we're lucky um, that he's, he's on some medication now which has sort of slowed all that down, but it's not cheap. Um, but it's actually a choice now. People don't have kids, they have pets. Yeah. yeah well, 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 globally, globally, the birth rate is dropping and pet ownership is rising. Yeah. around the world in Western countries. Yeah. Well, you, you get unconditional love from your pets and pets don't go out and steal cars and get in brawls at nightclubs. And yeah. Correct. Yeah, they don't do that either. Mind you, they can cost you a bob if they eat a bit of a corn cob. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, can, that can be bad. Do not give your kids corn cob. Even your goats. <laughs> Even no, your goats. I mean, we had our uh, we had our uh, daughter's dog over staying with us for a little while, right? And we we have corn cob and corn on the cob and things like that. But at the time we had some chickens, so we had you know you sort of throw the leftover corn cobs out, and the chickens would go nuts over it. Well, um, Gus, God rest his soul, because he's since passed on, uh, got out there and got stuck into the corn cobs. Very and, bad. Uh, very that bad. cost that cost fifteen thousand dollars. That's what that cost. So a bit of uh, a bit more unshamed, unshamed promotion here, unpaid promotion. Uh, Anyone that owns a dog or a cat, get yourself some pet insurance. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Mm. No, after yeah. after doing having our journey with young uh, with Betty Page last year with her cancer treatment. Mm. I don't know what we would have done without pet insurance. So, un- yeah. unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, pet health insurance in Australia is far superior to human health insurance. I don't know why that is. We all mm. know that when you take out private health insurance with NIB, MBF, all those guys, you know, you have the gaps, you have this, you're not covered for this, you're not covered for that. Not really sure why we do it, but some of us do it. However, when you pay your premium with pet insurance, it's a bit like car and house insurance. Yep, there's a claim, we cover it. Get your pet finished. Get your pet fixed. I don't know why human health insurance can't be like that, but that's the cynic in me coming out again. I know that shocks the three of you, but I'm going to be a bit cynical. No, I'm shocked. I am shocked. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Maybe it's something to do with them wanting to keep you sick. Yeah, well, don't start. No. Don't start me. Don't start me. Does it grind your gears, Mike? Crumbs my cookies, Colette. Crumbs my cookies. Some of the times I think I'd rather go to a vet than a doctor anyway. Well, you, you might be I agree right. completely, Craig. I agree completely. It's all the same right, with Adam. The only advice I ever give to dog owners is do your research on what you feed them and raw feeding is always best. Absolutely. There's some fascinating research that if you research pet food, <laughs> the pet food industry in Australia 
is completely unregulated. Yep. So mm-hmm. we could start on the road pet food and grind mm-hmm. up all sorts of repulsive offals, put them in a bag, freeze your own and sell them as pet food. But amazingly in America, in the United States, the pet food industry is actually more highly regulated than the human food industry. Right And that is a fact. Well, that is a fact. I've got enough to do now with a magazine, a radio station, a bloody podcast and truck driving. <laughs> um, I'm not interested in starting a pet food business at the moment. Craig might know. He might have, he might have a, you know, five minutes after lunch on a Friday <laughs> to, uh, to get into that, but I'm not sure... We right. don't have time, but we have a bit of knowledge on Pidgey's the old pet food. Well, does, mate. <laughs> I, I do know, like, there's a big failing in um, in the industry, even from the vets, where yeah. they promote food that has grain in it, and that's mm-hmm. one of yep. the things. Like every bit of kibble you buy will have grain in it. But kibble and, is so highly processed; yeah, there is absolutely it, no nutrition in yeah. it. So what's kibble? Basically, dry biscuits that you buy in supermarkets. Yeah. yeah. So virtually any any food, any pet food that has or dog food that has grain in it is mm. not good for your dog. No. Correct. It'll, it'll Correct. cause it to have skin infections, irritations, irritations yep. and yes. bad for gut issues. Gut. That's why yep. you know they have their terrible runny poos in the backyard and whatever. So. Like, yeah, they should only be on a raw diet. That's it. That's, that's how they're... they're I'm going to do a blatant promotion for the butcher's dog here because that's what we've got in my life. Yeah. Well, we do it for our cow. Yeah, our cow. Oh, go away, our cow. But, yeah, the butcher's dog, that's that's what we get. Yeah. So mm. go for it, Colette. Can't go past the butcher's dog. Yeah. It has everything, the nutritional balance in there with your... Your offal and your meat and your vegetables and people that go, oh yeah, I make my own dog food and I cook up rice and I cook up mince. I'm like, really? Do your research, people. Please do your research. No cereal. <laughs> and, and, and Milo, Milo is a very ha- happy, healthy-looking puppy. He's, oh, he is. He's, he's, he's a beautiful bad. boy. So it's, it's funny that people will take their dogs to a vet for skin irritations. And they'll push push them onto a food that has has um, grain in it, and then also try to sell them, you know, something another tablet to give them to stop the irritation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all quite. It's one of those things, you know. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Just mm. raw, raw diet and a bit of, you know, raw meat, raw meat and a bit of few fruit and veggies. Bit of in it, not too much. Well, they are, they are carnivores, aren't they? I mean, that's what they're mm. supposed to eat. Yeah, they don't, they don't get out there in the wild, the dingoes, and light a barbecue mm. and cook their food mm. before they eat it. It's just like, no. mm. And they don't yeah. go out eating grain off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> they, they kill chickens and uh, things. Very, very lot, similar to Barnaby. <laughs> very similar to Barnaby. They're a wild animal. <laughs> not, a lot, not a lot of lettuce in your average, average wild dog diet. I don't no. Think. Well, I, actually, I, I, more I, than you think, Mike. It's actually... Part of the research on that is what with vegetables because they'll go and eat, say, a rabbit. Yeah. And the rabbit, they'll eat a the lot. Like they don't just, you know, cut a few fillets off it. They, hmm. they eat a lot. They eat a rabbit. They eat the bone. They eat the gut. They eat everything. So they actually are getting um, vegetable matter 
in, Correct. out of the, the guts of that. See, it sounds mm. lovely, doesn't it? But that's oh. what they do. Mm. So that's why, yeah, it's a, a yeah, just throw, throw a whole chook into a... I've done a little bit of Google searching while we've been at it. The most popular pet in Australia is a dog. Apparently there are over 5 million dogs in Australia, like pet mm-hmm. dogs. Is it the Cavoodle? No. Is it the Cavoodle? I don't know. I, didn't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't got quite that deep into it at the moment. Uh, they want to know... Uh, 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 are pet owners really happier? What a stupid question. 87% of, of people say that they are happier with their pets. I mean, what? I don't even know. How's that, How's that even a question? Uh, well, there, there, is a sci- there is a scientific fact mm. that when you pick up your dog mm. and, and cradle the dog in your arms and the dog kisses you on the face that your blood pressure drops and it releases a a happy hormone called a happy hormone called endorphin endorphin there is a scientific fact that dog ownership does does help with mental health and I and I am I am living proof of that that with my not a big fan of dogs licking you and stuff, kissing you and well, with, with 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 my lifelong struggle with mental health and depression, that mm-hmm. dogs do help you feel better. Absolutely. Oh, well, like yeah. dog cuddles and stuff like that. I mean, our our dogs will sort of, you know, they they'll sit there in front of you, you're sitting on the couch and or sitting on the chair in the lounge, and they come and they'll sit right in front of you, mm-hmm. and and Zoe the big Labrador is quite good at it. She'll She'll put a paw up and see if, you've no, see if you've noticed. And, of course, if you haven't noticed, she'll pull a little bit closer and then she'll put another paw up. Before you know what's going on, you've got about, buddy, a Labrador laying on top of you. Correct. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's um, quite... Like, and no one ever notices when that happens. <laughs> you know? Uh, our pet owners less lonely. More and more stupid question. Of course, we're pet. We're, we're, we're less lonely. Do we really need pets? Well, maybe not. But they're nice to have around. Oh, they no, yes, no, yes, we do. No, we do. That's why dogs called means best friend, but means best friends. Text here from Wayne over at Milliston. He, he spends. He's saying he spends a fortune on his cats. Mm-hmm. A fortnight. Yeah, spoiled buggers. He says, and yep. Yeah. The way animals should be. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why it is in Australia, though. I mean, we we love our dogs and we love our like our pets in general, but we don't see people taking their pets for you know out to to the cafe, for example. Um, Thank you, Mike. You know, Thank you. Well, you know, there's an interesting we, we, part to that, Mike. Is that yeah. if, if you do a bit of an internet search, you'll find mm-hmm. that there's there's people that will call them dog friendly cafes and things like that. Right but Here's a deal with that. You're fine yeah. when you take the dog there. They're really not that friendly. Yeah. They just put it out there yeah. that they are. So they, it is something that should be more widely accepted. It's like taking Milo to, to Bunnings and, you know, all this sort of stuff. They, in, in most cases, they're better behaved than people's children. Absolutely. <laughs> I've never seen a dog running around Bunnings pulling stuff off the shelf and throwing it on the floor. And we, we, we took Zoe to Bunnings. 
And of course, we didn't have a muzzle for her. And you know, trying to lift the bloody Labrador up into a mm. into a uh, trolley because she was allowed to ride around in a trolley. And yet, as you say, everyone's kids are allowed to run around and do all sorts of stuff. Zoe was uh, is very well behaved, and and I find it quite weird, really. Yeah, um, but they should be so. allowed into more places, you know. Most um, most people are going to take their dogs out in those sort of places will be respectful we do hear the occasional ones that believe that they don't have to put their dog on a lead or you yeah. know it's it's one of those things that in a public place it's just common courtesy like yeah. well, dogs can what? act very differently depending on the environment that I'm in and I know I know Milo he's, he's actually can be more aggressive when he's on a lead because he's stuck next to you but it's him it's, he's in his makeup because he's a marima that is there to protect you so if you've got him on a lead he he feels that he's trapped mm. but in saying that he still goes on a lead mm. um, but you walk away you know and, and you'll see people now they'll ask whether they can or decent people will ask mm. whether they can pat your dog or is your dog friendly and mm. there is other things colleagues that like green green leads and red leads and yeah there are leads that can actually alert you so they do say a green lead means your dog's very friendly and approachable. An orange lead is just approach with caution. And any red lead, dogs with red lead is a no-go. They, you know, make a wide berth, generally. Oh, rip your bloody arms off. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. I mean, you, you've seen Milo. He's a very friendly dog. But, again, it's in his, it's in his makeup to protect us. So mm. if someone comes at you, like, he will... You know the hackles will go up, but yeah. but then once he knows you're with engaged, he'll lick you. Well, he won't even lick you to death, but he'll be all over you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, buddy, Ollie, Ollie gets a little bit excited when he sees someone on a bike or something like that. And it's not as if he's ever been mistreated by someone on a bike. He just goes off and he drops. He doesn't like bikes. He doesn't like Asians much either, <laughs> for some reason. Like. And, and this is not something I've trained him to. It you can't blame me for this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, he doesn't. He's, he's not a very. He, he's not a, a people person initially. He likes to have a little yeah, How would he respond to politicians? I reckon he'd probably. Uh, I reckon he'd probably bite Barnaby. I think Ollie would. Good boy. Good boy. Well, I'd say good boy Ollie, and he would go and then bite him again because he loves a bit of praise from Dad. Um, We've, we, we have created a few rods for our own back with our pups, so, you know, because I'll go up and I'll make a cup of coffee for myself and for Rose and we'll take it and sit in the in the front room. And if I don't take a couple of doggy treats with me back to the front room, um, then it's almost they look at you like you've, you've betrayed them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we do have to... So we have a routine now. I'll go and make coffee and I'll get a couple of doggy treats and go back and sit down and they will come and come up to me and I have to give them doggy treats. Rose reckons that they've got me wrapped around their little finger, or their paw, actually, <laughs> she says. I'm not sure I, I agree with that. But, you know, they, they do get away with a little bit from time to time, the pups. <laughs> they, they, sleep, they sleep inside. They have their beds and they sleep on the, uh, on the floor at the, at the end of the bed, at the end of, end of our bed. They're not allowed on our bed, though. That's the one place they aren't allowed to be. Yeah. So, Mm. Milo does what he wants. Yeah, well, I'm pretty, 
I know I've been there. I'm saying. Maybe the the uh, sometimes the grass is a little bit too wet in the mornings to yeah. go out on, so you have to wee off the side of the veranda. <laughs> yes, yeah. Sort it's of a bit precious. It is a little bit precious, but it is a little bit. Yeah. But anyway. Well, we go out to the backyard, and, and Ollie's got to go down the backyard barking, like he's down the backyard at full noise, barking all the way down there because there might be something dangerous in the backyard. <laughs> you know? Scared of and, and of course, yeah, I, I opened the door to the shed, and we have uh, had the rat traps and things in the shed. And Ollie's got, uh, he's, he's got a, a genuine case of OCD, I think. Um, because he remembers everywhere he smells things. And, of course, as soon as you open the door of the shed, he's inside, and um, he's sniffing around everywhere he's ever smelled anything. He did get his chops onto a rat there one day, which was sort of caught in one of the traps, and trying to get the rat and the trap off all in the backyard uh, was an exercise in futility. We did have to wait for him to lose interest in it, which was quite some time. He does tend to get a little bit focused on that sort of thing, but yeah, yeah they they do. Uh, I think Rose reckons I'm well trained anyway when it comes to the dogs. So I don't know, maybe I am. The dogs have trained you well, she. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they they get what they want. I'm I'm, I'm very forthcoming with the treats. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what? but they. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Sorry, you. Um... You, you no. wanted to have a song as well. Why not, yes. So you did text yeah. one in to me. Are you going to introduce that? Well, are you going to play the one I text you? Obviously <coughs> you are. I oh, am. Yeah. Prodigy, this will show you. I need to clear my throat a bit. This will show you how old I am and the fact that I, I haven't always listened to country and western or ACDC. The Prodigy. Breathe. Right, we'll be right back, everybody.
It's hilarious. I I just can't, can't believe it. Oh. Anyway. I nearly choked. I nearly choked on my soft drink when I, when Craig said, "Yeah, have a listen to this," and and I and I nearly choked from my soft drink. <laughs> Imagine I, uh, producing that today in 2024. They did. Yeah. <laughs> That's a current current episode. <laughs> oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Oh. I just couldn't believe. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Um, and of course, it's also very John Laws too, isn't it? It is very John Lord. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Cactus back. We'll be playing it four or five times a day. Yay. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, there you go. And that, along with uh, along with Chicken Man, we've probably got another 60 episodes of Chicken Man and that's finished. That, that runs out. And, and of course, uh, the Passing Parade, which we're playing three or four times a day as well. So Yeah. Catch the news, catch a little bit of a cereal, and uh, enjoy that. It's great stuff. I I find it uh, incredibly amusing to, to listen to it. Mm. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's good fun, eh? It's, it is good fun. Jesus been around for a while, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. It has. Yeah. It's funny, you know, we used to listen to things like Cactus um, back in the day, and, of course, Chicken Man, you'd, you'd be on the bus... Or something like that, going to school, and Chicken Man would be on the radio, and you'd have to wait. And, you know, you didn't want to get off the bus and be the episode of Chicken Man. Yeah. And these things are, uh, like I suppose, a formative part of your life, and 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 I suppose maybe because of that, it might be a little bit lost. Some of the humour might be a little bit lost on the on the younger generations, but that's their bad luck. Well, it oh, is yeah. a bit different, you know. They certainly don't produce a lot of the same comedies that did. I mean, we all grew up with shows like Pass Forward and Full Frontal and yeah. things like that that, you know, they probably most certainly wouldn't get away with now. Not on particular well, no. I suppose Cactus on radio would get get away with a bit more because, you know, different demographic of listeners, but, you know. Yeah. Well, you've only got to look at, only got to look at the comedians we had. We had Richard Pryor and... And um, the Blazing Saddles thing, Mel Brooks, Mel Weird, Brooks. Al ya- yeah. Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. for God's sake. I mean, is it any wonder we're, we're, we're uh, like different, sarcastic, and <laughs> takes a bit to offend us? I mean, look at look at what we're entertained by. Mm. Um, the uh, oh, Married with Children on TV. <laughs> uh, what else can I think of? Ted, uh, Ted and Selma Bullpit. Oh, country. Ted Bullpit. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, and so that's a, that's a classic which which should be back on, but yeah, you know, leave your money on the fridge, Walt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're not taking the Kingswood. I just sandpooed the rear mud flaps. Yeah. That's right. That's um, right. And, and 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 Nigel, the concrete Aboriginal. <laughs> Easy, Mike. <laughs> oh, look, it's just, just funny, though. I mean, when you think about it, as a kid, I can remember there being uh, concrete Aboriginals in the front yard of, of houses. So it was just a thing. You know, there was the, the, the Wongs all had their lions and all that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, correct. You know, there was, there was, and I, I don't call them, I don't say Wongs in a disparaging way. 
Um, I mean, every, every kid at school was a, they were, they were, we were multicultural back then. There were wogs and and, and all sorts of uh, Asians. Uh, so many different names. None of them very complimentary, but we could always have a laugh. People, you know, people was, get was, too easily offended these days, I have well, to say, in my personal yeah. opinion. I'm not arguing. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. No, um, we are just all people and, you know, <clears throat> yeah, different in a name or, or whatever. It um, seems to have gone too far the other, other way, hasn't it? Yeah. So. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway. But those were good. I mean, and you had the old comedians like George Carlin and that. They just, yeah. They they were there to offend. That's what they did. Yeah. That was their well, style of they, humour. Well, they didn't care what you thought about it, just as long as you did. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a bloke with that sort of a philosophy. <laughs> um, you know? Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. Mate, uh, I've been having a quick look on news.com because there's just so much stuff there. Apparently, in things that really don't matter and no one cares about, Harry's willing to return to royal duties, uh, given the fact that the king's sick. Um, I, I don't know what difference that would make to the world. Um, what is a royal duty? Well, this is this is where you go and you uh, wander about and wave your hand and uh, cut ribbons on things and. Right. Oh. So is that like something extra you have to do when the dishwasher's broken or? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what a duty is for a royal. But yeah. Well, you know, go and go and uh, show the peasants that you, you really care. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I've always been amazed that they say, "Oh, well, you know, we've, we've got a you know, just whatever her name's pregnant." You, the first thing I think is, "Oh, well, the royal penis is still working. That's fine. <laughs> Excellent." Um, is that a royal duty? It must be a royal right. duty. Uh, you know, I, I do wonder about the whole. Like I'm not really, I'm not a Republican really, and I'm not a Royalist really either. But you know, you have to wonder sometimes. I think about uh, the hereditary royalty. I think they're exempt from a few things. I know everyone's all excited about Princess Mary now, or Queen Mary, or whatever her bloody name is in Denmark. She managed to snag some prince at a nightclub. That's all right, though, because she's a go-getter. She is. Tasmanian. She wasn't born into it. She just said, oh, oh I want this, or I can't have a crack. So she is. No, no. Have a crack at the prince. Like, you know, I don't know. How do, you, how, do you, how do you get a prince? I don't know. I don't know, Colin. you got one. <laughs> Amanda has one, but... I'll have to ask her. Does Rose have one, Mike? Or? <laughs> I, I, I know, she's a grumpy old prick. I know that. I... <laughs> do, do we know how sick the king is? Does anyone know? No. Well, apparently he's got cancer. Yeah, I've heard that. But we don't um, know how actually Ill, unwell he is. Is well, it all a secret? In, he, went in, he went in for uh, a, a, a urology procedure and apparently... When that was happening, they noticed, in inverted commas, something else wrong. So mm. it's either a, a, a urologist is down there with a, a scope up through the royal penis having a look inside the bladder. Obviously, it's something in the bladder or he's got something with his, um, with his chestnuts. 
He, he, he's in a bit of trouble by the sound of it. Yeah. Well, he may well be, but I mean, how old is he? He's over 70. Isn't he 80 or something? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would have, <coughs> quite frankly, at that age and that, and the access to that much wealth, I would have called mm-hmm. him by now. I would have got, <laughs> I would have got the Royal Caravan here <laughs> and the Range Rover. And the Range Rover. And off you go. And miles. You know, oh, you stick your arm out the window and wave around all your life. He's waited 75 years to get in that position, though, so... Well, maybe Mum should have thrown the towel in a bit earlier, too. Oh, Gone. you don't do Gone that as got, a royal. Kind of got a caravan, too. Or the horse. Yeah, well, we, we all know what happened when Prince, the last time Prince Philip drove the Royal Range Rover. <laughs> I mean, oh. I, we, we shouldn't speak ill of the dead, through, I suppose. That's through the grounds of the castle, though, wasn't it? I think it was. I think he was inside the grounds. Probably and he ran over some boxes or something. He ran over someone with a oil range. <laughs> I think ran into him or ran over him or somebody. I don't know. I mean, I I sort of sit back and I think to myself, mm, yes, the royal family. Uh, what did they ever? What did they ever really do? And I suppose one has to think about. Uh, the role that the royal family have played historically, but the world has moved on. We've changed a lot, mm. you know, from the King's speech and all that sort of thing, haven't we? Really? Well, one may call it we've evolved. I'm mm. sure. I, I have a bit of an issue with you know people with such power that aren't. Um, they've got no power in, though. So, well, they've got money. <clears throat> no, the, the royal family don't have any power, real power, I don't think. Yeah, but they've got money. Well, they've got money because they, they never pay any bloody tax. <laughs> but they, don't, they obviously don't have enough power or don't, don't want to exert that power to help the homeless and the hungry in England. Mm. Mm. Haven't, oh, haven't opened up the They're doors bloody. to the castle or thrown a few sandwiches out over the balcony. Someone broke into the castle and ended up in the Queen's boudoir at one stage. They sat there and had a bit of a chat. Yeah. The security come and bundled him out of the joint. They did. They ended up with her knickers on her head. <laughs> on, not their head. Not her head. Their head. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I don't know. I, I mean, I know that um, once upon a time he lost his head in the tower over that. Mm. But... Uh, yeah, look, I don't know. Look, traditions and everything are a wonderful thing, obviously. And I've got some attachment to some traditions and things. But, um, you know, there is a, there's a time and a, a place for it all. I mean, I think the time for the royal family's passed. I certainly thought when the Queen passed away, that would be it and we'd be off into the Republican argument, which would make... Buddy Pirate Pete and uh, obviously the ghost who walks Turnbull, happy canvas. But, um, you know, like we said today, earlier on there, uh, Paul, changing the letterheads and changing the stationery makes all the difference. All the difference and a very expensive exercise. Mm. Indeed. Mm. And what would we do? I mean, then we'd we'd have to have an Australian head of state then. What would happen then? Maybe, maybe, maybe you could run for president, Paul. President. Paul. Oh, I was going to say, I, I thought Barnaby would stand up. But or lie down, whichever. <laughs> whichever. <laughs> whichever. <laughs> uh, Go, Barnaby. <laughs> Barnaby. Yeah, look, I, I, 
That, can you imagine how his girlfriend would feel about that? Married? Now, fiancé. Did, did they get married? No, we're talking about Barnaby now, not 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 Albo. Albo's no, no, Albo's fiancé. I thought he might have got married. Did he? Vicky Campion? That was her name, wasn't it? Vicky was a champion. Don't know. Vicky Campion? No. I don't know. I mean, can you imagine what she thinks? I, uh, you know, what a catch! What a guy! What, what a, a catch. gentleman! Mm. What a catch! You'd have to think your eyes would be just rolling, wouldn't they? Right. Unless, of course, you were swearing at her over the phone. Who knows? That's quite possible. He he yeah. was uttering profanities. He was apparently. On the other things that don't matter, Pink got thrown out of a restaurant in Manly or something. Was it Manly? What was that? Somewhere out there. Well, pink, pink, you know, pink. Oh, yeah, I did see something uh, about that, yes. She, did, you, did you get declined? She made a booking at some bloody restaurant. Yeah. Um, she didn't have ID. It was a club, registered right. club. Right. So you can't get in without ID. Doesn't matter who you are, apparently. So, so is pink a disease or what is that? That's pink eye. Pink eye. Pink eye, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it's, Is that what we're pretty, talking about? Or? Well, we're talking about pink, oh. the artist. The artist, pink. Right, she's she paint. Right, well, she's apparently, <laughs> well, I don't know. Don't Pink try is to paint. explain it to so me, Michael. Just... He's being very... very no, it's Sydney's, Sydney Harborside venue denied it because Singer Pink has broken its silence, releasing, releasing an official statement describing what happened. The Manly 16-foot skiff sailing club made headlines yep. early on Thursday when it revealed the American superstar was unable to enter the venue because she'd failed to produce ID. There you go. Goodness. Yep. Well, you know, to me, I'm thinking to myself, why is this news? Uh, apparently, they just turfed her out. Turfed she was her bru- out. She was brutally rejected. <laughs> Brute force. Brutally rejected. It was terrible look for Australia. As far as I'm concerned, I'm happy because it just goes to show the rules apply to everyone. That's I think true. I might have to go to the Manly 16-foot sailing club and have a beer. Mm. I'll probably charge me $45 for it. It'll be worth every cent. Yes, and it would be worth every cent if you could sit beside Barnaby. Well, it would be. Mm. It would be. I, mm. I, I find it wildly amusing. This is how arrogant Pink is, is if you're, not, if you're a pro-life person, don't listen to her music. Mm. Uh, see you later, Pete. Oh, well, oh, she obviously didn't go to the Manly pub. Yes. Manly. What I want to know is why would someone like Pink think it's a great idea to go to the Manly 16-foot skiff sailing club? She might have been there with a mate. Might have been recommended to her. You reckon? I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask her next time I'm talking to us. I'll bring to the next time local you're club to and didn't have ID, so they wouldn't let me in, so we went to the pub. Why do you need to have ID, though? I mean, obviously she's over 18. the law. Is it? Well, it'd be because of the half a percent of the population that can't act responsibly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go, well, yeah. Barnaby again. <laughs> That'd be is he, in the, is he in the half percent? Oh, Pink, right. 44. He's what? She's 44 years old. Who? Pink? Pink. Really? Yeah. 
Well, that's good news for her. She probably got she was, somewhere that was better, perhaps. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care where she went. She can go home to America. So I, I, went, so. I would have thought someone that's got squillions of dollars probably didn't really care. I want to know what her second name is. Pink. That's her name. Pink mm. Bitch, probably. I don't know. Okay. Mrs. Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's Doesn't 10, matter. It's just 10 o'clock. Let's come up to the top of the hour. <clears throat> right on, boys. Cool. It's news Good. time. Boys and Blondie. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us on the show tonight, Paul. Thank you. Alicia Bethmore is Pink's real name. There you go. Sorry? What is it? What is it, Colette? Alicia Bethmore. I know. I'm called Pink. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. Could be worse. It could be Gertrude Johnson. Right so we've got to wrap the show up. Quick word. Thanks very much to our sponsors for bringing us the show. We've been very remiss this evening. Yogi hasn't been here to remind us to mm. do our sponsor call out. Renko, if you've had an upside down or an inside out, or you just need a truck to help you through the busy time, ring Renko in every capital city in Australia. The phone number is one three hundred. Seven three six eight two six. Well done, well done, Craig. Thank you very much. Dot com dot au and yeah, thanks everyone for listening in tonight. Thanks, Kite, for helping me out here. No drama. Did you have made it through the show? I'm impressed. I'm You've pretty impressed with myself too. Thanks. Yeah, it's, did you have some codrills and soldier on. No, uh, I did have a few of them a bit earlier. And They're wearing off. Bit of a steam, steam, steamy <laughs> shower there before we started. But yeah, I connected. No, no. Well, it's starting to wear off, so we'll go to the news and um, we'll talk to everyone on uh, Wednesday night. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Mike. And if you can't, no problem at all. Travel travel safe, all those that are on the highway this evening. Be good, be safe, and uh, we'll talk to you. Righto. Good night, everybody.